BGE. So Draco and I decided to do some random wrestling talk. Basically, shit we've seen floating around. And we decided to review the latest WWE game from 2K Studios and Visual Concepts since the breakup with Yuki's. That would be WWE 2K22. So we're going to the nitpicks, the good, the bad, the ugly, and all that other shit. But I wanted to touch on this fucking quote from Tony Khan. And it says, and I quote, I got to get the Tony Khan voice down for it. Hang on. People can troll and say what they want. But the people that have actually ordered the pay-per-views know nobody does pay-per-view better at this point. And that's not an opinion. That's a fact. Fuck you, you arrogant, self-important mark. Of course nobody does pay-per-view like you. Only you would think that a jazz-handsing, finger-pointing twat who has to fucking point at every goddamn thing and point when he takes a fucking shit is suitable as a world champion. Of course you would think that that same fucking twat waffle who tells another fucking grown man on national TV while he lays in the middle of the goddamn ring the fucking 69 him is suitable in your main events. Only you, you fucking mark, would think that a dipshit who sticks his fucking hands in his pockets is suitable to be in a main event. Fuck you, motherfucker. I don't, I watch the fucking pay-per-views. I don't buy them. And I will continue not to fucking buy them. But, no. Yeah, your pay-per-views actually fucking suck because you're trying to do what Vince McMahon does, but you do it worse. All right, let's get into this shit. What is wrong with her? Okay. So we're here. Yeah, we're so. Mm-hmm. Uh, so uh, this game's been out two weeks, and I just felt like doing some random wrestling talk. And, and I'm joining in to counterbalance your negativity on the game, and uh, also engage in random wrestling talk. Yeah. So, before we get into the game itself, I just want to talk random wrestling. So. First of all, let's start with CYN. That's control your narrative for all the kids at home. Let's start with all they damn rules. So this sounds like this promotion is going to have some shoot fighting and some wrestling based on the rules I read. But I'm going to be real. I'm going to be real. I don't think it's going to necessarily succeed. Nah. Not that I wish it ill. But the rules are too general. Yeah. Except for rule five, which I happen to love. No super kicks, no what was it? No Canadian destroyers, 
and no Tope Suicidas. No Canadian Destroyers, no Suicide. Yeah. Love that. Please fire. I need more people to fire their shot. Right. I, that one rule will make me give them a chance because let's be real. They yeah. named the three most overused moves nowadays that were stolen from wrestlers that used them as finishers and now motherfuckers use them for a false finish. Right. And it's the stupidest fucking thing I've seen. But my favorite thing is the no my favorite thing of rule five is the no super kicks. Cause the young bucks got in they damn feelings. Yep. They really did. They got real offended by it and y'all shouldn't be. Bitch y'all throw 36 fucking super kicks per match on average. And can't end it. And never manage to end it with one. And it's not even y'all's finisher. Y'all just felt the need to pervert the super kick. When the super just kick was made famous, even though Sean wasn't the first to do it, because it was it's basically a thrust kick and other people clearly did it, Sean made it famous. But here's mm -hmm. the thing about Sean Michaels. In the 90s, a grand total of three people, I think, ever actually kicked out of Sweet Chin Music. Kevin Nash, Diesel, The Undertaker, and Stone Cold Steve Austin. Maybe I, Brett, but I don't think he ever actually kicked out of it. No, Austin did. No, I don't think Austin ever got hit with it. At he least did. at that. At WrestleMania 14? That's not their only match. Oh, well. That was never their only match. That was just the last match they ever had. They had several other matches. Oh, okay. And I may be wrong with Austin, but I know for a fact Taker and Diesel both were the only two people that kicked out of that fucking super kick. Yep. Vader might have in their SummerSlam match because that match ended with a moonsault instead of his kick. But by and large, nobody kicked out of Sweet Chin Music. That was what made it so effective. And the motherfuckers that did were significantly bigger than Sean, stronger than Sean, and theoretically had more endurance than Sean. Mm -hmm. So Sweet Chin music lasted so long. And even coming into the more modern era, in, in the 2000s, still only The Undertaker, Triple H. Yep, Kurt Angle. Kurt Angle. Those are the only ones that really kicked out of Sweet Chin music. Cena and Cena. Cena and Chris Jericho. Did Jericho actually kick out of it? I don't remember him kicking out. I know Jericho won several of their matches. But he didn't get hit with Sweet Chin music in most of those matches. That was a thing, something that they understood. You know, Sweet Chin music, when Shawn Michaels does it, means something. Because if he hits it, you're going to more than likely stay down. Or if you manage to kick out of it and you're not one of these people that's clearly bigger and stronger than him, it's because the ref is down. Right. You young bucks and anyone in your ilk, because y'all ain't the only ones guilty of it, you're just the most egregious with it. Y'all use super kicks like they're just arm drags. They just sprinkle super kicks like candy on ice cream. But that's also, in, in their case, that's because you don't know what the fuck else to do, you miserable fuckwits. So that particular rule in CYN needs to be adopted in every other fucking wrestling company. 
Mm-hmm, no super everybody kicks. Because wanted- we're tired. How many people in and WWE right now use super kicks as finisher? You got the Usos. You got Dolph Ziggler. Johnny Gargano was using it. So that's four. Not as finishers, but signatures. No, Dolph is using it as a finisher. Yeah, Dolph is using it as a finisher. But the and Usos, the Usos don't... will use it as a finisher more than the Bucks ever did. Well, yeah. yeah and Gargano also was using it as a finisher. Not mm-hmm. a main one. But there's still four different people in WWE, one of which I realize is not technically there anymore, but whatever, he's going back. Um, that's four people I named off the top of my head that use super kicks as signatures or finishers. And all and the amount of dives, you know, you would think that you would think that one dive, one dive in a show, or maybe one match has all the dives. Not every goddamn match. Not every goddamn match on a card should have a diver's looking at you, AEW. Yeah. And any other and any other fucking promotion. I mean any other outlaw mud show promotion. But to be fair, you know, everybody, you know, we talked about CYN's shit, but before them, Jonathan Gresham, the ROH world champion, was supposed to be starting his own promotion. And he had some rules where we could see that he was trying to do them like more sports-based, you know, what ROH was supposed to be. But they were a little too strict to the point where it's like, dude, who the fuck is going to pick this up? Right. I get these guys wanting to control their narrative or control their booking, whatever, and they want to start their own promotion. I'm okay with that. But instead of trying, of just focusing on well, I want to be different. It's not that hard to be different. You know how you would make yourself different at this point? Do wrestling. Period. Don't do shit you see AEW or WWE doing. Period. Which is why I originally liked the NWA, but they can fuck Until right off now. Matt Cardona. Because he's still world champion. What? Oh, yeah. He beat Nick Aldis. Oh, well, fuck, man. So, Why? Because somebody over there clearly doesn't know what the fuck they're doing. All press ain't good press. I need every wrestling company to understand this shit now. Just because there are some eyes coming on your product don't mean they're coming there in a positive way. Not Especially when the eyes don't equal dollars. Exactly. So in the NWA's case, yeah, you're getting eyes on the product in a negative way. Because when you will put the belt on a motherfucker that told the entire fucking world that your promotion is boring and always has been for 70 plus fucking years. That was stupid. You told me as a fan that you don't give a fuck about your promotion, so why should I? Exactly. If there is a casual person that's younger that knows Matt Cardona as Zack Ryder and for whatever dumb fuck reason actually likes him, and they listened to that interview, his interview had the reverse effect on them. Instead of them tuning in to see him become a world champion, you told them that that don't mean shit when you said their promotion was boring. Right. And to every wrestler that co-signed, I'm looking at you, the former Darren Young. Fred Ross. 
and several others. Y'all co-signed the shit, but Fred Ross said, your ass was working in the NWA. And you know, and y'all's main bitch? Well, there's no interest music on the regular show. Bitch, do y'all realize before Vince went mainstream, that wasn't a thing? Fuck no. And when they did bring in entrance music in the 80s, only the top talents got entrance music. Meaning if you weren't making the book or some fucking coin, he didn't give a shit if you had music. Walk your ass up to the ring and do what I told you to do. Mm -hmm. Not now, in case y'all don't understand what that means, that means if you had a promotion such as Mid-South Wrestling, their world champion number one contender had, had music, mm -hmm. and their top tag team had music. Same in Memphis, because Memphis is where that shit actually started before Vince. Oh, shit. Jerry Lawler always had music, but Jerry Lawler was the draw in Tennessee. Oh, so he had man. music. Bill Dundee had music. Certain other high-profile names when they come through Memphis had music. But do you think when Stone Cold Steve Austin was just Steve Williams coming into uh, Memphis wrestling, do you think that they gave him entrance music? No, bitch. Fuck no. When he was superstar Steve Austin, did he have music? Fuck no. No. And there's a bunch of other names that came through Memphis. Kane, The Undertaker, before they were ever known that way. Texas when they Red, when, The Punisher, when they Lee Mortalis. Well, I'm talking about just Taker, but yeah. Uh, and I forget which Kane. Kane was Unabom in, in, in Smoky Mountain, but he was something else in Memphis at one point. Several yeah. other top wrestlers came through Memphis. Bitch, they didn't get music. So if your only complaint about the NWA was that it was a studio wrestling show and y'all didn't get entrance music, this Fuck shows that you have only been a fan of modern WWE or WWF wrestling. Hey. Because and, and let's also point this out. Even Vince didn't always give everybody entrance music. The low card guys in the 80s did not have entrance music. The first person he gave music to was Hulk fucking Hogan. Why? Mm -hmm. Because he was the champ. He was the guy that he knew was going to lead that damn company into the future for better or for worse. He was the draw. So he got a different music before he finally got Real American. Mm -hmm. I believe Andre might have had uh, definitely had some music at some point. Because he was the original top draw for the WWWF. The Worldwide Wrestling Federation. For you young fuckers that don't know no better. So, to bitch, because Billy Corgan and Dave Lagana, back when he was a part of this, decided they were going to do studio wrestling, wrestling when it was good and made more fucking sense. So that meant you didn't have entrance music, and that's what you had to bitch about? Fred Ross yeah. shut the fuck up. When, when, cry me a motherfucking rebel. And to Matt Cardona, NWA is boring, but most of the wrestlers that we named from the NWA originally drew more money in one year than you've drawn in your whole miserable fucking life. Fuck you. In one match, in one night, than you'll ever draw in your whole fucking life. And to Billy Corgan? Fuck you too. I, at this point, fuck you. Because you had a chance and you were on better. the right track pre-COVID. 
to be something different, to just be strictly wrestling. Now, I understand COVID put y'all under some restraints, but when you brought the shit back, you should have went back to what the fuck brought you to the dance and was making you stand out. Instead, you let your top women's wrestler spend a fucking year wrestling in AEW with your belt. Hmm. And a company that is the opposite of what you told us you were trying to do. Mm-hmm. And then you get so desperate, clearly, that you start booking like shit stain. Oh, and you God. put the NWA World's Heavyweight Championship, a championship that actually has the longest lineage in wrestling history, longer than the WWE title, by far, yeah. You put that on Matt Cardona, who went on fucking national fucking live internet radio, whatever the fuck, and said, your promotion is boring. You can so fuck right off of that. The, why in the fuck would I ever bother giving y'all my money and watching your product when you put the belt on a heel who's too fucking stupid to know that that is the wrong kind of fucking heat to draw? If you wanted to draw heat on Nick Aldis, or on Trevor Murdoch, who, which is who you were building up to at the time, you should have called Trevor boring. Exactly. Not exactly the best thing to do, but better than what you did. Instead, you called the promotion boring, and, and frankly, I hope you fall face first on the railroad spike, you stupid son of a bitch. Hmm. Why? Billy Corgan, if you can't do better, find someone who can there are plenty of people with wrestling knowledge left in the world that can book your fucking show if you don't know what you're doing. And I say the same thing to Tony Khan, too, since you keep letting people come on your fucking TV and say, oh, well, we're pro wrestling. No, you're not. No, the fuck you're not. sports entertainment lights. Light. And speaking of that, um, so the inner circle is now the Jericho Appreciation Society. And Chris Jericho's like, my name is Chris Jericho, and I'm a sports entertainer. Said it on TV. Yeah, and the ways in which he can fuck off, too. Horribly. Yes, Jericho, we know you're a sports entertainer, but you're the Nigga, lowest a- formidable. Yeah, you like a bad episode of Monday Night Raw. Everything you do is a bad episode of Raw. Oh, and since we talking about AEW, so, uh, one second. When AEW bought Ring of Honor, did you you know that Tony Khan had the fucking utter gall to compare him buying Ring of Honor to WWE buying WCW? Like this much. Let's let's eviscerate that, please. Let's go ahead and eviscerate him for that one, because I I forgot. Yes, he did say that stupid ass shit. Yeah, he was like, "There's no shame. There's no shame. There's no shame, bitch! How dare you?" Okay, go ahead. Let's be clear, Tony. Ring of Honor is nothing compared to WCW. It did not draw the money that WCW did. It did not have the names that WCW did. It didn't have the lineage that WCW did. Because WCW's lineage comes from Jim Crockett Promotions. That's where it really comes from. Yeah. Ring of Honor was never, ever 
going to compete with Vince McMahon. Nor, unlike you, did they ever try to. But you cannot compare Ring of Honor with WCW. WCW was Vince's only competition for 22 years, give or take. Mm -hmm. Because when Vince went national and he (laughs) bought out all the other territories, there were two others that remained and then there was one, and then ECW popped the fuck up. But ECW, like Ring of Honor, was never, ever going to overtake or compare to WWF. ECW nor, was never going to compare to Vince. Nor were they trying to. No. And this, Tony Khan, is why you are a fucking moron. You fucking failure. You don't understand this basic concept that instead of trying to do what Vince does better than him, which is the exact same thing that Eric Bischoff tried to do in WCW that ultimately killed it off, Mm -hmm. you should have found your own lane. If you want to say that you're going to be sports-based and you're going to be pro-wrestling, you should have gotten any of the above names. Jim Cornette, Jim Ross... Dutch Mantel, Kevin Sullivan, any of those names should have been helping you book this shit. And to your credit, you did reach out to Jim Cornette, but where you fucked up at was the dipshits that you wanted as your executive vice presidents. He hates them. Exactly, which is why Jim Cornette has stated he turned you down because he knew who you were in business with and he knew that it wasn't going to be what you wanted it to be. And lo and behold, he's right. You're not competing with Vince. You're tagging behind Vince. You buying Ring of Honor is not the equivalent of Vince McMahon buying WCW because Ring of Honor wasn't your competition either, dumbass. Hmm. When Vince McMahon purchased WCW for roughly $2 million company that should have been worth millions if not billions he purchased that bitch for two million dollars got it on that was vince mcmahon buying the only motherfucker to beat him for 83 weeks and he bought them he started off vince was not a billionaire or a millionaire when he started off he was in fucking bankruptcy when he started off Mm -hmm. he went from having to file bankruptcy to beating a billionaire worth far more than him, beating that billionaire's wrestling company and buying it for so much less than it was ever supposed to be worth. Now that's you the ultimate and no one right else, there. no one else will ever top that moment, regardless of what Vince did with WCW. We ain't talking about that. All right. But the power stroke behind purchasing your competition after they whooped your ass for two years. Almost. And that's buying them fuck. for a paltry two million some dollars. That's legendary right there. Nobody's ever going to top that. Fuck no. Because there'll never be another period like the Attitude Era. And here's my other problem with you, Tony Khan. You're just like these other idiots on the internet that glorify the Attitude Era and don't realize why it should never come back. 
We right. need the stars, the level of Rock, Austin, Taker, Kane, Sean, Brett, so on and so forth. We don't need the attitude era. The reason why you're also losing to Vince now, Vince said it not long ago in a report with his shareholders. He mm -hmm. has moved beyond the shit that you're doing. And while you took that as a personal insult, and you should have, here's the problem. You took it as an insult because he's right. Now, I disagree with not needing blood. I do think a little blood here and there makes, can sell a story if it's used to sell the story properly. Not blood for the but sake of blood. Blood for the sake of blood. Cussing just because you can. So saying shit on broadcast television because you can. Or calling someone a bitch just because you can and not even for a actual storyline. Returning from rehab and calling someone out of their fucking name in the audience just because you feel like being a dickbag that day, Moxley. That's not going to revive... That, that's not going to put a dent in Vince McMahon's numbers. Because he is above that. He doesn't need to say all that shit on his TV for notice anymore. He already did that, went beyond that, and is now a billionaire that actually built his empire on his fucking own, unlike you, Tony Khan. Daddy. Yeah, you gotta and use your daddy's you gotta use your daddy's football money. The only thing that Vince Jr. took from Vince Sr. was his company, but he didn't get it inherited. He had to fucking buy it. And then he took it to a level his father never would have gotten it to. Mm -hmm. You, on the other hand, Tony Khan, are playing with daddy's money. Like, ooh, look at me. I can be a promoter like Vince McMahon, except you can't. Because you suck. You fucking dumbass. Fucking dipshit. <laughs> you fucking ass so funny how you mentioned jim Cornette. so i was listening to the jim Cornette experience and mm -hmm. so he had this segment uh it was about google searches and it was and it was usually google searches about uh guys being like why does my penis or women be like why do my boobs so he answered a whole bunch of google questions that started with why does my vagina, why is my vagina, why does my vagina, that women ask. My favorite one was when he, he read this question, why is my vagina so dry? When he, and, and how he fucking buried AEW fucking killed me. He goes, well, maybe your vagina is so dry because you've been watching too much AEW wrestling. <laughs> <laughs> Or you're not getting it at home. I fuck. Think of my coworkers <laughs> was looking at me crazy. I'm like, ha! You, Jim Cornette, you mad motherfucker. I fucking love you for that one. <laughs> that was like mm -hmm. the best fucking thing that made my whole weekend. Now I gotta, now I gotta catch up on the Cornette experience. But that was fucking I, I, great. I, I didn't. Uh, I haven't caught that clip yet, so I do need to catch up. But here kind of is my thing. I've gotten so tired of hearing anything about modern wrestling that I kind of tend to skip anything that he's doing that's speaking on on modern wrestling. I'm. I love Jim, and I love his take on most things. 
but I'm so sick of hearing him have to repeat himself about why the shit sucks. Uh, nah, and... he, was, he was talking. He was talking about some old school shit. He was talking about his time down. He was talking about his time down in the south. Oh, I know, but that's why I yeah. kind of go and I watch the clips now so that mm -hmm. I can kind of pick and choose what I feel like hearing. I'm tired of, of hearing about AEW. Trust me. I, yeah, don't get me wrong. He's hilarious in the way in which he talks about shit, but I get a little tired of hearing about it over and over and over again, personally. Yeah. Well, yeah. I'm like, I hate this shit. So I'm starting to hate fucking wrestling in general. Pretty much. Um, and my ultimate pot shot to both of these companies is this. I'm going to segue us into this damn video game. I have sat and played several hours worth of the story mode and the career mode, my rise. Yeah. And I have something to tell Vince McMahon, Tony Khan, Court Bauer, where the fuck owns Impact, <laughs> and Billy Corgan. Mm -hmm. I should not be more entertained by the My Rise storylines in motherfucking 2K22 than I am by your so-called wrestling products. But I was. How? Right. It's like, how the fuck am I more entertained by a video game than what's on TV? You fucking failures. All of you. That is a shot at all of y'all. Because there is nothing drawing me in to any product right now, WWE has a little advantage because there are a couple of matches at WrestleMania I want to see. Actually, there's one. I legitimately want to see Edge and AJ Styles. Me too. But that's all that I really, really, really want to see. I don't give a fuck about the women's tag titles because y'all made it a four-way for the sake of throwing bitches on the card. Instead Very of much. booking the fucking you know titles like they mean something and building mm. an actual feud, random four way, whatever. Random three random way for the Raw tag team titles. I don't give a fuck who wins it. The SmackDown tag titles don't give a fuck. Oh, hmm. A lot of shit I didn't realize was on the card. I mean, I figured there was a four way because I watched a clip on Raw. Just to see how bad Raw was this week. I'm not even too excited for Stand and Deliver. And I liked NXT better than the main roster for the longest. But since Triple H has been sick. And, out of, and basically is medically unfit to run shit. NXT has become a carbon copy of the main roster. Yep, which makes it suck. I'm not really looking forward to anything on Stand and Deliver. I'm not. I'm looking at the rest of the WrestleMania card. Like, yes, Becky and Bianca Belair will be good. To be fair, Charlotte versus Ronda will probably be pretty good. Charlotte, I don't give a shit about either one. Right. The only thing I give a shit about is that Bianca wins hers. After that, I don't, I don't, beyond that, I really don't care. Right. I'm. Um... I'm not caring about this this title for title match. That's gonna be not the main really. event on night two. Fuck man. First of all, a, a title unification match. Roman in it, sure, but Brock 
No. Like, Brock was the wrong choice, but no. But Bobby Lashley got hurt, so it is what it is. I mean, well, he wasn't supposed to be in anyway, but um, my thing is this. I said before they ever signed this match that I felt that the title should be unified. And I stand by what I said. But I don't think this was the match to do it in. Right. This, you know, at this point, Roman needs to lose the title, but he doesn't need to lose it to Brock. True. Yeah, it's it's time for Roman to lose it. But the I other agree. problem with that is there's really only one person besides Brock that would have the credibility to beat him, but y'all have stuck him in mid-card hell feuding with goddamn Baron Corbin and his sidekick lackey dipshit. True fucking McIntyre. The only one that's over enough and had the believability enough, the credibility to come in and beat Roman other than Bobby mm-hmm. Lashley. And since Lashley's yeah. hurt, that means the only person that's not hurt right now that had that credibility would have been Drew McIntyre. Y'all but stuck no. him down there with Baron Corbin in favor of running back Brock and Roman again. But the and to Brock's time. credit, this is the best run I've seen out of Brock, period. Oh, yeah, he's really However, fucking entertaining. I just don't want him as champion. Exactly. And speaking of that, I saw some dipshit mm-hmm. on Facebook the other day. Oh, yeah. They shared, you know, the, the page we follow, shared a tweet from some dumbass Colin saying Brock, that Brock Lesnar... The Colin Brock, no, the attraction. They called Brock... No, they didn't compare him to The Undertaker because that's insulting enough. No, no, no. They compared they him to Andre Brock the Giant. Lesnar is this generation's Andre the Andre Giant. Andre the Giant, yep. To whoever the dipshit is that sent that tweet out, let me explain to you why you are a fucking moron. Andre the Giant was <laughs> the attraction, okay? Andre was such an attraction. He was booked by Vince McMahon Sr., out to other territories. They had to book him through Vince McMahon Sr. So if Vince saw somebody down there that they want, that he wanted, he to get it, he would say, I'll give you a couple of dates on the Giant. Because anytime Andre the Giant came into a fucking territory, he was going to sell that bitch out with whatever he did. And Andre mm-hmm. was so damn good, so damn over, that when you wanted Andre to take it, first off, none of the promoters would ever ask Andre to take a loss. Andre would decide for his fucking self if he felt like putting somebody over. Andre could sell out anywhere, worldwide. He was a marvel to look at. He was a marvel to see because he was a legitimate fucking giant. Brock is not Andre's caliber of attraction. No. 
This is not taking away from athleticism because, yes, athletically, yes, he's far and above Andre. Yeah, he's far, yeah, above whatever Andre was. But calling Brock this generation, this generation is this version of Andre. Andre did not need championships. That's when Andre won championships, he normally won tag championships in the territories because that way the other guy could take the pin to get them off him. Andre didn't win a lot of singles titles. And here's the reason for that, you young, dumb fucks. If you put the belt on Andre, how do you get it off? Because who the fuck was going to beat him? Right. Who was credible enough to beat somebody like Andre the Giant other than Hulk Hogan? Uh -uh. And Hulk Hogan wasn't credible enough to beat Andre in Andre's prime. He beat Andre on Andre's decline. Where Vince McMahon asked him, can you come help me and put Terry over? And because Andre liked Hogan, for whatever reason, (laughs) he agreed to do so. (laughs) But ultimately, even Hogan knew when he went out in that fucking ring, it was up to Andre how good he was going to look. (laughs) It was Andre that made the call for for Hogan to slam him when Hogan didn't think he could do it. Oh, wow. So Andre led that match. Yes. Well, first off, Andre is the heel. The heel always leads the match. Secondly, Andre was the veteran and the attraction. And if Andre fucking wanted to, Andre could have been like, yeah, in the middle of this match, he could have been like, yeah, no, I'm not putting you over. You you can take this L. And Hogan would have had no choice but to lay down. Not that Andre would, but he could. And if you want to say, well, Brock Lesnar could legitimately shoot on blah, blah, blah. Shut the fuck up. Right. The point being, Andre was such an attraction, he didn't need the damn belt. And he didn't want the damn belt. And when he finally got the belt, they took it off him the only fucking way that was realistic. They had him sell it to the million dollar man. Because who was going to beat him to take it? That's an attraction, bitch. An attraction does not come back and every fucking time you see them, they have to take a world title. An attraction like Andre, like the Undertaker, doesn't need the fucking belt. In Taker's case, the only reason he ever won the damn belts when he did win them was because the belt needed him. Not the mm-hmm. other way around. No, Taker ain't never needed no belt. And every time he lost the belt, it was a fuck finish, even when he was heel. Yep. Nobody beat Taker for the title while Taker was champion, clean, just one, two, three. No interference, no bullshit. No. Hogan had to screw him in order to beat him. He had to throw powder in his eyes and and, and pin him that way, and it got vacated. Second time around, Shawn Michaels had to blast him in the face with a chair. Third time around, Stone Cold Steve Austin had to cheat. Fourth time around, Rock pinned Kurt Angle, not The Undertaker. Fifth time around... Had to get beat the fuck out of by Mark Henry after a match with Batista, and then Edge had to cash in. Sixth time around, had to be stripped of the bitch and screwed out of it by Edge and the entire family. Seventh time around, Shawn Michaels had to super kick him. No, seventh time around was Teddy Long. Nah. I was going to say Teddy Long screwed him. 
Oh. No, that title reign does not count. Wow. You're thinking when they had the match with CM Punk, that decision on the record books doesn't count. It was reversed. He didn't win the belt. His seventh title reign and final title reign was the one where he beat Punk in Hell in a Cell, and it ended when Shawn Michaels Shawn interfered Mike. in the Elimination Chamber and screwed him out of the belt. Never lost the belt clean. Right? Yeah. Right. So, Rock Lesnar. Every time he's lost the belt, has basically been clean. The exception yeah. of the first time. The very first one, technically, that was a screw job between Paul Heyman and the Big Show. Big Show, yep. And I guess you could say the third one, where Eddie beat him, was kind of screwy, but it made sense. Because it's Eddie, so who the fuck cares? Yeah. Beyond that, but it was a... when Brock loses saying, the belt, yeah. it's usually clean. Oh, and the four, and, oh, to be fair, the fourth one, when he won the, the WWE world title, you know, and the main event with Seth Rollins or with Roman and Seth cashing in. Okay, Seth pinned Roman. Every other yeah. time, Brock has lost flat, middle of the ring, to Roman, to Seth, to Drew. Got fucked oh, by Bobby. I guess by you can that, that other one with Bobby Lashley. Yeah, that one was a screwy finish yeah. too. But by and large, like, you can see how these people beat Brock. When you have somebody like Andre, the reason why Vince Sr. and Vince Jr., up until that one point, never put the fucking belt on them because they were like, if I put the belt on them, how do I get it off him? Who's going to beat him? And you can't screw Andre that way. And nobody mm -hmm. in Andre's heyday was over enough. Nobody was over enough to beat him clean like that on national TV. On anything that was going to be seen. Oh. Yes, he took losses to people in certain territories if he liked them or whatever, and it wasn't televised and it would do them a favor. Mm -hmm. Even Jerry Lawler got a win over him. Mm. Which apparently is the entire reason that Vince Sr. and Jr. left the NWA. <laughs> or at least part of it. Mm. Um, but that's the difference. So to that idiot that said, oh, well, Brock is this. No, Brock is nothing comparatively to Andre. He is not an attraction. Y'all okay. have let Paul Heyman convince you that he's an attraction. But even Heyman, if he thought about it, knew better. An attraction doesn't need to tell you they're an attraction. An attraction doesn't need the fucking belt. An attraction is going to walk into your fucking arena and sell that bitch out just by the fact that they're standing there. Oh, that really? was Andre. Brock, sorry, my guy. You're not that guy. Oh, hell no. I just had to bury that particular individual for saying this shit because it was stupid. Thank you, got people up in arms again. Look here. Okay, so <laughs> let me talk to y'all soft-ass motherfuckers in wrestling now. You soft sons of bitches just love to get offended. And what annoyed me with the last time was that not only did you soft motherfuckers get offended, but then Mick Foley got his ass in there and got offended. And Mick should know better. That surprised me. But you're so damn nice that you're willing to go along with the bullshit that you see now. Taker said nothing wrong either time. 
The first time he said the product is too soft. It is. And it is. He did not say that you little pansy-ass bitches couldn't take the moves in the ring. However, I will go on the record and say that all of you pansy-ass bitches that bitched about him saying that shit are the motherfuckers that would never, ever, ever have survived in the fucking territories if you could manage to draw a little bit of heat because you got your ass beat. Period. All of y'all would have wanted to be baby faces because you couldn't have taken the heat with being a heel. You know, in the days where fans would pull guns and knives on the heels trying to help their heroes, all right. you soft bitches wouldn't have survived in the era. But remember this, Taker was taught by that era. He came up in the era where they still got in bar fights. Now, while he didn't mm -hmm. necessarily work for Bill Watts, Taker is of that mindset that wasn't nobody in no bar fight going to whoop his ass. He had a bar to maintain. So nobody was going to be able to make headlines by saying they beat up The Undertaker in a bar. No. But what he meant when he called you stupid bitches soft is that your product is soft. It's soft. It's boring. Doesn't, nothing you do means anything. Right. Nothing. But y'all want to get offended now. Every fucking time he opens his mouth, y'all want to get offended. But let's be real. All of you bitches that are getting offended, all of you young bitches that are getting offended will never, ever draw a quarter of what The Undertaker has drawn in over 30 years of being in his business. Money. And some of y'all yeah. are like, well, we had a house that did this, this, and this. Bitch, first off, you can't do math. So adjust for inflation. Taker is still outdrawing you. Secondly, Taker can come in an arena right now and when that motherfucking gong hits, that reaction, y'all will never get that. If they announce that The Undertaker right now is said, you know what, I want to come back for one more motherfucking match. Whatever arena he decides to have that match in, it's selling out like that. Because motherfucker, I'm going to fly. I'll fly <laughs> to go see it. I know you would. If he said he want to have one more match and it's against the, the proper opponent, so it's got to be against somebody I know he's going to have a great fucking match with to send him out, AJ or maybe Seth, you know, somebody along those lines that we know he can do what he needs to do. Yeah. Drew McIntyre? I for that. Mm -mm. Drew McIntyre? No. Mm -mm. No. It would have to be short. But if he wants, and, and Tanker said that he likes the David versus Goliath story the best. Yeah. Him and Drew are close to the same size. Ah. So he would need a smaller opponent so that he can still look as overpowering as he as he's, is, you know, without it looking forced or being forced. Right. But all of y'all got offended. Every time he he's hit y'all with some truth, now he the bitter old man yelling. No, he knows what it takes to draw in this business. And you motherfuckers that are bitching don't draw shit. No. And what's our drawing? What's our drawing these days wasn't worth shit in them time periods. And this time he said, and this time he said, motherfuckers ain't got no grit. You don't. And, no, and you, you don't. Y'all are too flowery. Y'all do shit that is too phony and too staged. Looking at you, Chris Jericho. 
looking at you, young bucks. Look, definitely looking at you, Twinkle Toes. Mm-hmm. Y'all have no grit. And to to elaborate on that, when I look at wrestlers like The Undertaker, like The Rock, like Kane, like Stone Cold Steve Austin, I believe, based off appearances, going off the eye test, they could whoop my ass. Mm-hmm. To be fair, with The Undertaker, I am relatively positive that he could rip my fucking arm out of his socket and whoop my ass with it and then shove it back in there crooked. <laughs> Inside out. When even I at look, 50, even at 56 years old, he could do it. You goddamn right he can. I, let, let's be real. We have watched him legitimately knock Batista the fuck out. Clean. At WrestleMania 23. Oh. The spot well, where know. Batista went out through the ropes and it looks kind of awkward, Is and Batista said it in his book, it's because The Undertaker actually balled his fist up and punched the fuck out of him. Damn. And right after that, when they get back in the ring, Taker leans down and says something to him, and what he says is, I think you busted my eardrum. So his receipt for the fucking eardrum was he knocked Batista the fuck out. Because Batista said when he got to the floor, he was actually out for a few seconds. That wasn't part of the plan. It just happened to work. There is no grit in the rest of these wrestlers that I see nowadays. I can't think of one wrestler whose name is not Brock Lesnar or Bobby Lashley and, and Roman Reigns, maybe, that I look at and say, they can whoop my ass. So, oh, man, and somebody on our friends list was talking about Man, these wrestlers, man, these wrestlers got grit, just not wrestlers in WWE. Get the fuck out of her. Where? Where? What company? And please don't say AEW. The only ones I could see you saying that about a little bit would be somebody like the Briscoes. Oh, yeah. I look at them and I'm like, you know, I don't necessarily look at them and say they could whip my ass, but I do say, look at them and say, this gonna be a long ass fight, and I ain't got time for this shit. I'm gonna shoot you. That's what I'm saying. But that's grit. Yeah, I would. Yeah, I ain't trying to. I mean, I'm not trying to throw hands with y'all. I'm not gonna run from y'all, but I'm not gonna throw hands. So I'm not trying. Right? Them, them would be niggas you gotta shoot. Like you said. And you know, having seen FTR in action, I would actually add them to that list because I don't think I want to fuck with either one of the two of them. Nah. But when I look at the rest of the roster everywhere, who else invokes that feeling? Most. Because realistically, I am bigger than at least half of both the AEW and WWE rosters. Bigger than Marco Stun, I know that. I'm far and away bigger than he is. He ain't shit. Niggas like what five foot three and in, uh, in fucking 85, 90 pounds. What the fuck? <laughs> Bitch, I'm three times his size. I'm three times his size. <laughs> I had to I just had to get that one out there. I'm I'm bigger than the reigning defending AEW world champion right now. So am I. I'm bigger than Adam Page. Yeah, so am I. I'm bigger than Adam Cole. I'm bigger than Pac. I'm big. 
I'm far bigger than Adam Cole. I'm definitely bigger than Pockets. I'm even bigger than Brian Danielson. And probably bigger than CM Punk at this point. They yeah. Punk might I'm, be an inch or two taller than me. Yeah. Actually, how tall is Punk? Actually, now that I think about it, I don't know. I don't know. Maybe I'll have to pull out the fire. I, I, I just kind UFC of assumed game. he was I assumed he was six feet tall, but he might not be. No, I'd have to pull it up. I'd have to pull it up uh, by firing up this UFC game. Get his height and all that. Yeah, we ain't got time for all that. But yeah, point about it is, I'm bigger than most of your so-called main eventers. I've got more real-life fight experience than most of your so-called superstars. Because the Young Bucks ain't never been in a real fight. Oh, fuck. I guarantee you I can take them down. Same with Twinkle Toes. Looking at the way that you work tells me, bitch, you've never been in an actual fight or struggle in your goddamn life. I could whoop all of y'all's asses. Not sorry. (laughs) Same thing when I'm looking over at the AEW roster. Most of them I'm looking at and I'm like... At least, you know, a lot of them are, are at least better trained, but it's, it, there's nobody in there that I would think twice about if I had to run up on. Again, aside from Brock, Bobby, Roman, I probably wouldn't fuck with the Usos either. I don't like fucking with some Owens. Oh. I ain't got time for that. Mm-mm. I, 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 I just, I don't have, I, I don't have time for y'all to channel the spirit of Haku on me. I ain't got time for this shit. <laughs> Yeah, I, I ain't trying to fight with no Samoans. I ain't trying to fight but with no Samoans. By and large, the rest of these motherfuckers on these rosters, I'm like, if I'm just looking at it realistically like, no, nah, we can square up. You don't have grit. You have nothing to give me pause. And Sorry. I don't believe the majority of you can fight. Even if you wouldn't give me pause, I don't back down from shit. Mm-hmm. I should at least believe that in a real life fight, you can actually go. I don't. I know. So, I know I can whoop the Miz's ass. Oh, uh, yeah, agreed. At least he would and try, I, though. At least he would he, try. He would try. I will give it. You know what? Just, just to give the Miz this little bit of prop, at least he would try. <laughs> But these other so-called superstars that you motherfuckers are trying to tell me are the greatest wrestling artists in the world, you pencil-neck bitch. No. I would hit you in the nose one time. Make you cry. Going down. That would be all I need. Y'all don't have grit. Y'all have no edge to you. You have no individuality to you. You have not been in any form of struggle. He mentioned that y'all are more interested in comic books and video games than y'all are in going out to bars and getting in bar fights. And he didn't say that was necessarily a bad thing, but he pointed out that is the difference between his generation and yours. Mm-hmm. Which is indeed quite fucking accurate. He's saying go out, go out and get in bar fights. No, that was not the point. He simply pointed out the difference in y'all's mentality. But where y'all show yourselves as being as soft as you really are is when you're, 
Oh, he said we don't have any grit. How could he say that about us? Because you sitting there whining like pussies. Let your balls drop, bitch. Put some bass in your motherfucking voice before you come at a motherfucker that could legitimately, at 57 years old, whoop your ass. Period. This is a motherfucker who went out, had a fat motherfucker smash his fucking orbital sock in, got his ass up, taped himself up, went and got, you know, gotten looked at, and the next night was wrestling a regular full fucking match again. Bitch, do you understand that's, what it means to break your fucking orbital socket? Man, that's badass. A fat he nigga dropped his, his leg on you. Orbital, orbital socket and got up and wrestled the next night. A full match. Not a tag match, bitch. A full-ass singles match. And that, that type of shit causes all kinds of problems and dangerous potential sinus issues, all that shit. He got up from that one. Do you know That's how many times he got up and wrestled with, he broke his ankle, or what was it? He broke his tailbone in the match at SummerSlam 98 with Austin. Still got up and finished the damn match. Y'all couldn't tell no difference. Broke his ankle against the great Kali. Still got up, finished that match, and came back a few weeks later. You motherfuckers, you know, accidentally dislocate, you know, y'all get a fucking hangnail and y'all out for six weeks. <laughs> no lies detected right there. So if he's telling y'all as one of the legitimately greatest gimmicks in the history of wrestling that you have no fucking grit, you he don't lying. bitch. So instead of getting all uppity about it, and to, and the problem also here is it wasn't even just you soft ass wrestlers, it's you soft ass fans. Period. Talking about some, somebody needed to, to, you know, what, what did they say? Get, Something about make the old man stop or whatever. Somebody said somebody get his old man a hug or whatever. It ain't that he need a hug, bitch. It's that he is from the era of wrestling where shit actually sold, not just off the principle of the name of the company that you're representing, but the selling point was the top draw. So the selling point during the Attitude Era was Austin, Rock, Taker. After and Austin even and I Rock were done is when the WWE brand became the selling point. Yeah. And even in and out the ring, you had to, even outside the ring, you had to sell in those days. You had to sell your character when you, even if you were out in public, because you can, you never knew who saw you on the streets. But y'all feeling some type of way because one of the greatest wrestlers of all time is saying that That's this result. product is soft, it doesn't have no grit, and frankly, it's boring. He didn't but say y'all didn't lie. He didn't lie. He didn't say y'all wrestlers were soft, even though you are. And you fans are soft too. Y'all, my problem is the IWC just they look for any fucking excuse to bitch them on. But no, he ain't Actually, lying. He not lying one bit. I mean, and let's be real about it. You can have a favorite wrestler and acknowledge when they do stupid shit or they're not exactly nice people. 
aside from The Undertaker, my favorite wrestler of all time is Shawn Michaels, but he's an asshole. Oh, hell yeah. And while he's better now than he used to be, he still has assholeish moments. And there are moments that I can't take up for. What he did to uh, whichever one of FTR. Yeah. That yeah, story. That was fucked up. That That's was really fucked up. fucked up. If in fact it's true, which I ain't heard no denial, that was some fucked up shit. Now that being said, he is still the greatest in-ring performer of all time, but he's a fucking asshole. Fuck that. I like Shawn Michaels as a wrestler, but as a person, fuck that. Y'all feel y'all feel for that shit when he found religion. His motherfucker became a born again Christian. He's still a prick. Apparently. Which sucks. But again, I just acknowledge my favorite fucking wrestler, my top two of all time. One of them is an asshole, and one of them, unfortunately, is a goddamn Republican. Yep. That doesn't erase the fact that they're my favorite wrestlers. So for this modern IWC, stop getting so fucking mad when I tell you that the fucking young twats suck. Or that Twinkle Toes with Finger Bang deserves to have his, the back of his fucking skull caved in every time he points at the ropes, turns his back on the motherfucker, and runs towards them. Or when, or when I say Orange Cassidy deserves to be repeatedly kicked in the nuts every time he sticks his fucking hands in his pockets. It's stupid. Period. And none of you people that take up for them can logically explain to me in a work, shoot, sport, whatever fuck you want to call this, why this dumb motherfucker sticks his hands in his pockets every fucking match and play kicks at a motherfucker. What is the point? And for the record, let's, let's hop on that, that particular point too since we own this. So it recently came out because Tony Khan is so fucking stupid that he admitted that when AEW started and he brought Orange Cassidy in, Jim Ross publicly, blatantly spoke out against Orange Cassidy because he said it was fucking stupid. <laughs> and your oh. justification to Jim Ross was, well, he draws ratings. Well, what? I'm going to st steal a line from Jim Cornette here. So the two dogs fucking on the side of the road, but that's not necessarily something you really want to put on your TV now, is it? <laughs> <laughs> hold on. Point is, yes. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Hold on. Tony Khan tried to justify Orange Cassidy to JR, one of the greatest minds in professional wrestling. Not just a great announcer, he is a great wrestling mind. Tony Khan tried to address tried to justify to a man with 40 damn near 50 years of experience in wrestling by saying Orange Cassidy draws ratings. Bitch were. And that was my other point. Bitch, which ratings is he drawing? Where? What outlaw? Where? What, outlaw? Where? what bullshit outlaw mud show did he draw in? Because that's the only place he could draw. Because he's not drawing for your TV. Clearly. Not like that. Because if he's a draw that you tried to justify to JR that he is, um, hmm. 
you know, there there would be some some numbers. There would be a difference in them ratings. Y'all would have just been barely squeaking by and ahead of NXT, which you're still barely squeaking ahead of. Barely. Bitch. And they're not even on Wednesday no more. <laughs> the fact of the matter is, he didn't sell any pay-per-views, which is where you making your money. You making your money off the gate and off pay-per-views because you don't have a network. None. Nobody is buying a pay-per-view and saying, I really just want to see Orange Cassidy. Who's saying that? And you have the I... audacity to put him in the main event and challenge for your world title. Now, granted, your world champion was a fucking idiot, too. But at least that fucking idiot knows not to put his hands in his pockets. That's only for the thought that that was a justification to Jim Ross. And I have to say this. You have Tony Khan. You have great wrestling minds in your company currently under your employ. You have Jim Ross. You have Arn Anderson. Tony Blanchard. You have Jake the Snake Roberts. Right. Tony Schiavone does not count in this conversation because he clearly ain't a great wrestling <laughs> mind. Oh, he's a fucking idiot. But I just named four of the greatest minds in wrestling history that are still left alive today that are currently under your employ. And you don't utilize them, clearly. You, clearly not. And, oh, and add a fifth one onto that one. William Regal. Five outstanding wrestling minds with 40 to 50 fucking years of experience in this business. And you are not utilizing their knowledge. Jim Ross signed the likes of Mick Foley, The Rock, and Stone Cold Steve Austin. He was involved, at least peripherally, with their booking. He was the head of talent relations for the biggest boom period of, race, of wrestling in the biggest fucking company in the world. And you mean to tell me that you have the audacity to think that you know better than he does what will actually sell long run in wrestling? That's pretty fucking arrogant. Very arrogant. Y'all got offended when Jim Ross told y'all that you look fucking stupid grouping up outside the ring, looking up, waiting on one dipshit to fly off the top rope at you so that you can catch him. Y'all got offended. Oh, well, he just doesn't understand. No, bitch, he understands logic. And again, he worked with all of the greats of the last 40 years. All of them. Flair, Steamboat, Hogan, unfortunately, Warrior, Sting, The Undertaker, Kane, Rock, Austin, Brett, Sean. Just to name a few. Right. Oh, and I forgot Macho Man Randy Savage. He works with Bobby the Brain Heenan. He works with Gorilla Monsoon. Mm-hmm. And he was the right hand of Vince McMahon during the Attitude Era because he was the head of talent relations. At the time, Up yep. until the mid-2000s. John Laurinaitis. 
But Tony Khan, you mean to tell me that you know better than Jr. You mean to tell me you know better than William Regal? Get the entire fuck out of her. Because if you knew because if you knew any better, you certainly wouldn't have excrement as an announcer. <laughs> but we're not gonna get into that. Because I mean, that's like. That, that is what it is. My point is this. With the access to the knowledge pool that Tony Khan has, frankly, mm-hmm. this, this is one of those points where you need to take a little bit of a note from Ted Turner and step back and let the actual wrestling people maybe take over and do the booking for you. The problem yeah. with that is, is that you realize the wrestling people would fire half your roster. More than half, probably. Because it's bloated. Your so-called main eventers... Yeah, your so-called main eventers would not be main eventing if they still had a job there. So your executive vice presidents wouldn't main event a goddamn thing if the wrestling minds were actually given a voice and were one of them were to take over the actual booking of your company. We exactly. wouldn't be having tag matches with the young fucks that go for 20, 25 minutes and have 30 fucking super kicks in that bitch. And, and all of them are false finishes. Because somebody mm-hmm. like Jim Ross or even Jake the Snake Roberts, which I wouldn't put him in charge of booking, but I'm just saying if he had some agenting or something, would look at them and say, if you can't get it done in one, maybe two super kicks, don't do a fucking another one. Pretty much. Awfully Arn Anderson probably. would definitely tell them that. And he They'd would tell them just the like dunk- that. And they would also put the young twats where they belong. And the job Looking squad, up- because that's what the fuck they are. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Right alongside Matt Hardy. Oh, and nah, the door let quarter. me go ahead and rant on this shit. So, another thing, Tony Khan, why is Matt Hardy a babyface now? He been a motherfucking heel basically since he got there, but because his brother is free, all of a sudden, Matt is a babyface again. Bitch, where? That's that Vince, that's that shit stain booking. Because even Vince McMahon would not have pulled that one. When it was time to split the Hardys up and Matt was the heel, Matt was heel, Jeff was babyface. Because Jeff, as much as he tries, you can't boo Jeff. That's why his heel mm-hmm. runs, even in TNA, really didn't work like they were supposed to. You don't want to dislike Jeff. But Matt, fuck him. He has that slappable fucking face. Exactly. And really, so, I've always liked Jeff more than Matt anyway. I liked Matt better when he wasn't doing these stupid-ass extra gimmicks. You know, the, the version one, I, I could deal with that version of Matt when he turned babyface or whatever. That was when but he, he turned lost heel. his way. When he turned back babyface. When he turned heel, I was like, okay, th- that that this cool and makes sense. But even when he turned back babyface, because eventually he had turned back babyface, mm-hmm. that version of Matt that was just Matt Hardy, basically, mm-hmm. that one works. This yeah. big money, Matt, I don't know who the fuck told you that was a smart fucking thing to do, but you're stupid and you suck and don't be apparently thinking ain't strong suit, sweetie, so leave it to those that are better than you. Yeah. Or broken Matt Hardy, which he absolutely thinks is delightful. 
I just want to delete his ass for that one. Because that gimmick don't work. I don't care. I don't care that it saved your career. <laughs> I hate it. And I'm going to emphasize again my issues with Jeff Hardy at this point. Because it needs to be said, because everybody wants to be like, oh, yeah, good for you getting away from WWE. No, you were unprofessional. You deserved to be fired. And you deserve the suspicion that they cast on you based on your history. Because mm -hmm. even since you've been back with them, you've gotten arrested on, for a fucking DUI. You have a history of drugs. And the shit that you pulled in the last match you had with them is the exact type of shit you were pulling the last time around when your ass was on drugs with them. Mm -hmm. So don't come at us talking about some, well, they have the audacity to tell me that I had to go to rehab without even getting my results. Bitch, it looked to all of us like you were high. Exactly. I saw the clip. You saw the clip. We all looked at that shit, and when you left that fucking ring and just went out into the audience, we're all like, ah, shit, Jeff don't fell off the wagon again. All of mm -hmm. us said it. Exactly. But you want me to sympathize with you because WWE jumped the gun in your eyes and said, you need to go to rehab. And you have the audacity to get offended, but your history and your behavior so prompted that response, and that was a justified fucking response. So you bury them saying, fuck WWE for telling you you had to go to rehab. I'm not going to put my wife and daughter through that. Here's a thought, jackass. Don't walk out of matches unscheduled, and you wouldn't have had to put them through that. Exactly. If you wanted to leave and go wrestle with your stupid-ass brother and tarnish your fucking legacy like he doing his, why didn't you just say that? Vince would have let you go. Instead, right. you chose to burn a bridge on your way out the door. And sure, they called you to induct you to the Hall of Fame, but that should have showed you something. They Vince know which of the two of y'all made him more money. And clearly it was you, dipshit. Of the two of y'all, which one had the fans for four years basically like, yo, bruh, I love Jeff Hardy, but when is no more words coming back? Exactly. From the moment you came back, we were like, yo, we need to hear no more words. We ain't heard that shit since motherfucking 2009. We need it. Exactly. That was the thing. I remember the day they changed his music. I, I'm more clean the fuck out for that thing. And I, I'm just like, I can't sympathize with either of the Hardys. Matt Hardy has let his wife drag him to, into the mud. And okay, I don't I give a shit. Huh? I'm just saying, I, I can't sympathize with him either, and I've been a fan of him since I was fucking 12 years, since I was like 12 or 13. But yeah. I'm looking at them, but and but I'm looking at them now, and I'm just like, y'all, I'm just like, the Hardy Boys can go to hell. Basically, I'm not taking up for y'all when y'all, Matt says and does dumb shit all the fucking time. He lets his wife burn bridges. Yep. Which Reby like Harding knows fuck all of nothing about, about anything wrestling. wrestling related. Go fuck right off. So 
So for you to constantly take your stupid ass on social media and burn every bridge Matt has had. It was you that burned the bridge with Impact Wrestling, which, by the way, I mean, yeah, okay, fine. Torch the fuck out of the bridge. <laughs> but the then Matt, come, when he finally comes back to WWE, if AEW did not exist, Matt Hardy wouldn't have a job right now. Mm-mm. Now, and, and don't get me wrong, I appreciated Matt standing up for himself because the gimmick belonged to him and suing for the rights to and all that shit. Kudos. But really yeah. Hardy needs to shut the fuck up. Mm-hmm. Then when you're in WWE, she constantly opens her mouth. You opened your mouth about Lita, and Lita hadn't done a goddamn thing to you personally. Exactly. And you can say, oh, well, she screwed Matt's head up. No, 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 bitch. Matt's head been screwed up for a lot of shit. Y'all can't mm-hmm. pin that shit on Lita no more. Because to be frank, no. your relationship with him has been far more toxic than his relationship with Lita was. Because she's fucking up all his professional relationships. Not only that, y'all don't got arrested together for domestic Damn. violence hmm. years ago. B- b- bitch, did you think we all forgot about that before, you know, round about the impact wrestling time? Yeah, you, and y'all you, still together? Goddamn. Y'all, y'all tearing up, you know, hotel rooms and shit and get arrested on, on domestic violence and battery charges and shit. Y'all think we hmm. forgot about that? No, bitch, we didn't forget. I didn't forget anyway. Fuck no. <laughs> But somebody tagged accidentally one of your children's accounts that has Matt's name in it in a picture with Lita, and you flew off the fucking handle. So, bitch, let me explain something to you. The fact of the matter is, Matt Hardy without Lita or Jeff is not memorable. Exactly. And Lita helped elevate Team Extreme to another level that they were not at before she got joined in. Oh, fuck no. She made them that much more appealing. Mm-hmm. So I got news for you, sweetie. As fans, yes, we're going to look back on Team Extreme because some of us love Team Extreme. I certainly did. And, it, okay, they accidentally tagged your son's account. And, bitch, you could have just said, uh, wrong account. This is Matt's real account. But instead, you came for Lita. So you burning bridges in WWE because let's face it, Lita, unlike Matt Hardy, draws money. Mm-hmm. She does. Don't believe me. Look at her last few, uh, ex- her last run here in WWE, leading up to the Rumble and into Elimination Chamber. Hmm. Lita draws. Matt Hardy don't. Mm-mm. Bitch. <laughs> But fine, Matt wants to let his, his legacy continue to spot. And then when it came to him being over in AEW and he got that fucking concussion doing that stupid-ass spot with Sammy Guevara. Wasn't it? No, nah, that wasn't in the football fuckery thing. Yeah, it was. Or, or was it false? I don't give a fuck what it was. It was some stupid shit oh. that they were doing. Yeah. Point of the matter is, you didn't give Tony Khan enough time to register that your husband had a fucking concussion before you're on Twitter blasting him. Mind you, right. Matt was still under, had just signed a contract to him. Now, if Tony Khan had a set of fucking balls, what he would have done, like, oh, okay, so since your wife speaks for you, you fired. Tell your wife why you're on the unemployment line. Hmm. 
And that's all that's she what do that's is done. Sleep in. Right. That's what most bookers would have done. Mm-hmm. They might have given you one warning, but the moment she tweeted again, you would have been out the door. Vince, Vince would have called Johnny Ace and be like, you know what? Go ahead and let Matt Hardy go. Because I'm not going to deal with his wife. When he grows some balls and he can handle business on his own, we can talk again. Tell him he's fired. Hmm. I can think of several other bookers that would have handled it the same way. Jim Cornette. Bruce Pritchard. Oh, you know you know Jim Cornette would have. Jim Cornette would have fired him and then afterwards cussed her the fuck out. She, as a matter of fact, she's lucky Jim refuses to cuss her out because she's a woman. He has refused because she don't came at him a few times. Mm-hmm. And I, I, as had to be pointed out to, to Ruby Hardy, the segments in which he was speaking on Matt and her and their bullshit weren't his highest rated segment. So she accused him of using their names for clickbait and he had to break it down and said, listen, sweetie, um, y'all don't even bring numbers into my, into my channel like that. Mm-hmm. Y'all are not my highest rated segments. So mm-hmm. Matt Hardy has decided to let his wife tarnish his legacy and then he tarnishes it further by doing the dumb shit that he does. And Jeff has decided to go join into that. Okay, well, my thing with Jeff is you should have just said that shit and left rather than do what you did and now act like you have a legitimate bone to pick with the company that made you the fucking name that you are. Exactly. Like I said, I've been fans of them since I was 13 years old, but they can both go straight. And Matt's wife. They can both go straight to hell. And Tony Khan, fuck you for enabling Jeff Hardy by signing him. At least make him go take a drug test. But I highly doubt AEW has a wellness policy in place. Probably not. Because, you know, apparently Tony Khan likes to smoke weed with the talent. Did you not wow. hear about that one? No, I did one not. Of Big Sw- one of Big Swole's comments about him was something along the lines of, you know, he said what he said on Twitter or whatever then, but she's like, but you didn't think my wrestling was so bad when you were sitting up smoking my weed with me. Oh. Oh. No, so I did not like, know that. Now, here's another problem. Now, you can't tell me that Vince McMahon hasn't ever smoked some weed. We know he drinks. Mm-hmm. But you know what he don't do? If he ever not smoked weed, none, none of his talent can tell you he did. None of his oh, talent were the no. ones getting him the damn weed. Mm-mm. This is how you know Tony Khan is a child, a overgrown man child playing with daddy's money, playing at being a promoter. Pretty because much. especially in this day and age, Vince, Triple H, who any other executive in WWE would know, under no circumstances am I going to smoke anything with the talent. Fuck no. If I choose to do so, because I know for a fact Bruce Pritchard still smokes weed. Mm-hmm. And he's one of the executives in WWE. He's not going to do it with the fucking talent, though. Fuck no, man. Ain't no he's going to do it at talent. home on his own because when eventually it's going to come out that you're oh, smoking yeah. with the talent. And it's going to be huge to tell against the... you. Yeah, then it's hell to tell the captain. Precisely. So 
Tony Khan, to me, looks that much less professional because it's like, so you didn't have the balls to outright fire the girl. You just let her contract expire. And then you yeah. told her that she was great and you appreciate all she'd done and whatever the fuck. And, I mean, yes, we knew it was a lie because her matches were the drizzling fucking shits, but that's mm-hmm. not what you were willing to tell her to her face. Then when she makes a small criticism about your company that may or may not be valid, I don't know what the fuck it's like there. Mm-hmm. I will say based on who's, you know, generally, you know, been at the top of your card, she had a point. Then all of a sudden you let her contract expire because her wrestling wasn't good enough. Now, I'm not going to ask who the fuck are you to say somebody's wrestling isn't good enough because you are, in fact, the owner of the fucking promotion. So you were entitled to say that. Well, why didn't you have the balls to say that shit to her face when she asked you why you were letting her go? And according to her, she asked you, was it her wrestling? Have some balls. Because Vince McMahon would have told her, all right, oh, yeah, it's your wrestling. You suck. This is another way that Vince is better than you because if Vince don't like something, you fucking know it. The match between Chris Jericho and Kevin Owens at WrestleMania, Vince McMahon fucking hated and told them both so. I don't know why exactly he hated it, but he hated it. Pretty much. If Vince don't like it, he gonna tell you he don't like it. He does not bullshit nobody about their matches. Tony Khan, stop bullshitting people. You want to be the nice guy, but you're actually doing more harm than good when you won't tell somebody like Big Swole that her wrestling fucking sucks. Or you want to tell your EVPs that they suck. Because they need to be told. You need to be honest with your talent. Exactly. Because a lot of them ain't talent. It ain't nothing wrong with telling the guy, look here. You know, you can come in and you can work some shots to be, you know, the guy that makes the other guys look good or the girl that makes the other girls look good. But that's all that I really see for you because you're just not doing it for me. I don't don't like your in-ring work. You would be more respectable if you just open your mouth and fucking tell them that. But instead, it's like, oh no, your wrestling's great. No, the fuck, Big Swole's wrestling wasn't great. Ain't a goddamn thing she ever did. Oh, great. Oh, hell no. Nah. She was the drizzling fucking shit. She should have just opened your fucking mouth and told that. When she asked you, why are you letting her go? You should have told her. You, you, tell you the goddamn truth. Right. Tell the goddamn truth. I mean, if you wanted to soften the blow, you could have just been like, you know, I don't think that your wrestling is up to par to be seen on national TV. Exactly. But you couldn't tell her that her wrestling sucked to her face. But her wrestling wasn't bad when you were smoking her weed. Yeah, fucking douche. So, you know, another reason that I just can't respect him. None. And you try so hard to be the nice guy that I can tell it is an act. Mm Mm-hmm. Like sure, you didn't, you, you did nice things signing um um Brody Lee's child or whatever, making sure that he'll be taken care of. And that's cute. That's cool. And I commend you for it, but still. I mean, to be fair, that wasn't really anything different than what Vince McMahon did for Eddie Guerrero's family. Exactly. He gave his wife a job. His daughter was training to wrestle for quite a while. And Vicky mm-hmm. was not fired from WWE. She was allowed to work there until she decided she wanted to go. 
And she was the one that decided she wanted to work on TV. He didn't, Vincent didn't ask her to do that. She decided that was something she wanted to do. So realistically, it's not like, while what you did was nice and, and great and all, they made it sound like you're the only motherfucker to ever do some shit like that. I'm like, no. Vince took you're care not. of the Guerreros until they decided to leave. Now, no, he did not take care of Eddie's brothers and shit, but some of his brothers are assholes. Hmm. And his nephew. Yeah, his nephew is just a bit of a dick that kind of needs to shut the fuck up. Period. Now, do we have any other random wrestling shit that we need to rant about, or are we going to go ahead and get into this game? And let's, just, let's just go ahead and get to this game. So first thing I want to say is I looked at all the reviews on in the Microsoft store, and people are all like, oh, man, I can't wait for the AEW game to come out. First of all, let me say this. I expect the AEW game to be just like everything Tony Khan promises. Contradictory to what he says. He going to overpromise and underdeliver. So whatever to be fair. Aid... To be fair. Twinkle Toes has it. actually spoken about the video game and he did make it clear that their first video game will be nothing production wise compared to 2K22. He did set to Twinkle Toes credit. He set that expectation. So anybody that's thinking that the AEW game is in any way graphically and production-wise going to compare to what 2K put together for this game, you're going to be disappointed, and it's not even going to be Tony Khan's fault. It's going to be your own damn fault. Yeah, I think it's supposed to be more based off like based like off of a No Mercy or some shit that's like that. They, that's what they said, and but. Omega did, and in one one compliment I'm going to give him, he made it abundantly clear: you cannot buy this game expecting it to have the same quality as what 2K22 is. So, for all y'all in the comments talking about y'all can't wait for the AEW game, y'all are going to be disappointed as fuck because mm -hmm. they don't have the budget, or the the studio that they're using does not have the budget to make something comparable to what Vince has had years of practice with these studios to get done. And they working with Yuki's. But That's cute. No. That's adorable. But mm. I wouldn't count on it being anything better. But let's focus more on this game and try not to bury the shit out of AEW more than I already have. All right. So now, you're the game. one with all the criticisms, so go ahead. I've, I've got some praise, like my you bitch is complaining over dumb shit, but by all means, continue. Okay, I like my rise. I'm I'm actually just starting to make the men's run because I. But my criticism about that is, does my rise even have an ending? They said it's like over fifty hours gameplay, but yeah, criticism. But yeah, criticisms. Uh, a lot of shit. And so entrances. There's no advanced 
there's no advanced feature, so I can't basically customize an entrance to whatever the fuck I want. That's irritating. I actually like that, which means I can't change the fucking lights. I can't control the pot. I can't add pyro. Can't take away pyro. It's fucking irritating. Hate it. That's number one. Universe mode. Universe mode needs a can of raid badly. Because every time I try to customize fucking events, every time I try to add a pay-per-view of my own, and I've created a lot of fucking arenas and shows, you've seen the graphics that I've created. <sighs> I can't even add my shows without the fucking game tripping out or crashing. And this game has crashed several times online. Online, community, community creations, because I don't play online. Because I don't deal with douchebags. So community community creations freezes up a lot whenever I'm trying to look for something or download something. It'll just freeze. And then I have to restart my game. And can barely do custom attire. Can barely do created attires and created arenas. At least for six man, I've had a six man tag match crash in the middle of that. And it irks my fucking soul. The, the collision, the collision detection in, in tag team matches where I'm trying to knock the illegal man off the apron. I don't connect. It takes me like three fucking four tries. Bitch. This game irks. But if I must give it a rating, I'm not gonna give it a one. I'm probably gonna get I'm probably gonna give it two and a half. Maybe. And I know they just had a whole damn patch come out. But this patch ain't really fixed shit that I've seen. It ain't so, fixed universe mode. I'm going to counter some points here. So I've only had the game crash for me exactly one time. Randomly. I was creating a second character from, from my rise and it crashed. Pissed me the fuck off. I walked away, came back. It was good. Okay. So I've only had that issue. As far as other glitches that I've seen, they've been very minor. I am not doing community creations. I don't do shit where I have to upload images. Why? Because I knew that that was a problem last game. Because last game, any fucking change to an arena that I ever did made that damn game crash. So that's why I never customized my universe mode to a, you know, roster that I would actually want to do on a show that I would actually want to do. I used their shit and made it work. I used their belts because anything... That's a server issue, to be quite perfectly honest, and that's an ongoing server issue, which is probably why 2K is going to lose this fucking contract. Because y'all give us the capability to upload images and shit to use for our characters to help customize their face and customize their gear and customize our arenas, but they always make shit break. And it's like... Clearly, this much hasn't changed, so that's why I say this is a server issue at this point, but that doesn't count against it for me because I don't give a shit. I already knew I wasn't going to do none of that. 
I can work with the arenas and shit y'all gave me because y'all gave me so many fucking arenas to use that aren't used in the universe mode. I can do what I need to do with all these extra ass arenas. The only other glitches that I've noticed have been so minuscule that they're just like mildly annoying. Like the new choke slam they have. The first time one of my creative characters used it, he used it on somebody that was smaller and his arm, the smaller guy's arm just kind of phased through my character's face. Still got slammed. But it was just one of those weird little things. Uh, there was another thing the other day where I was playing and my main character, his foot, is randomly just kind of shaking when I had him standing in one spot. I was like, all right, well, that's fucking weird. But once he moved, again, it's not a game-breaking glitch. You can't compare and say that this game is 2K20 all over again because it's fucking not. When 2K20 dropped, it had game-breaking glitches on day one. Referees that get stuck in the ropes and this, you know, suddenly splat across the screen and you can't do shit and have to restart matches. Characters doing a move and going through the fucking ring getting sucked to the point that you had to restart your matches. They don't have any of those glitches in 2K22. Yeah. So to say, and last that, game, go ahead. To say, as you did say on Facebook, that basically this game is 2K20 all over again is a lie. That's an over exaggeration. It, it feels like it feels no, like it doesn't. It. No, it doesn't. You're only having problems with that one feature that clearly 2K has never been able to get right using shit that you're importing. It sucks with the images. It works in some ways, but it does tend to make their shit crash. That's just something they seem to suck at. But if you ignore that part, which everybody doesn't do, a lot of people don't do all of that shit with the custom images. I don't. I got time for that shit. I just want to bash somebody in the face with a fucking chair. That's what I play this for. If you take those glitches out, what other glitches did you really have? And well, during well gameplay, gameplay. I have an issue with the referees. The referees don't sell. Like the referees get up too quickly. That's not my issue with them. Although I do, I, I agree with that issue. My issue is when the referee, and this has been a problem in 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 all wrestling games at some point or another. I hate when the referee. I'm pinning a motherfucker. You're right there in front of me, but you have to run all the way around the fucking ring and run around to the other side of me to begin counting the goddamn pin, you stupid little striped shirt wearing son of a bitch. <laughs> and it especially is horrible in multi-man matches when I'm, my pin can be interrupted. I don't give a shit when it's a one-on-one -on -one match because I'm gonna I'm either going to win it or you're going to kick out and I'm going to beat the fuck out of you until you bleed and you're gonna, I'm going to pin you anyway. But if mm -hmm. I'm in a three-way, a four-way, a tag match, shit where motherfuckers can come break up my pin, and I know I had this motherfucker beat for a three-count, but I don't get my three-count because you, the damn referee is running around in fucking circles before it drops down to count the pin? You bitch. That's, yeah, that's annoying. Yeah, that shit aggravating. But that's not game-breaking. It's annoying, not game-breaking. And again, that's been a problem in all the games at some point. All of them. It's a weird-ass thing that y'all have with the AI where y'all just fuck that up. I'll also say this. 
2K, we asked y'all for a lot of things, but you know what we didn't ask you for? We did not ask you to change our fucking controls. Yeah, these these controls suck. I've gotten used to them, but I don't particularly like them. They're, they're heavy and light strike and heavy and light grapple and the controls to get into. The fact that in order to do a basic Irish whip, I have to go into a grapple and then whip you to the ropes, that's stupid. Okay. Very. Y'all could have just left B for Irish Whip. I do like the fact that y'all find y'all did y'all change the pin option. So I no longer just have to hit B. I play on Xbox, by the way. So I don't just have to hit B to pin, which was annoying because that was also in previous games the way you Irish whip. So I do appreciate you switching pinfall controls to the, the control stick. That part I'm okay with. But why you change everything else? That was actually a thing in uh, SmackDown versus Raw 2008 and 9 where you pin people by having your right thumb stick down. And I appreciate that. That actually works. The pin button should be separate from the other controls. I agreed with that. But I don't like having to grapple to go into an Irish whip. I don't like the, the... Countering. I hate countering in this game. The counter instead of suck. one one button to counter, like it's shit three. that I know I would be countering. So the Y was has been counter for the longest time. What well, that counters some things, but if I'm already down on the mat, if I, that's not a counter if you're grabbing me. It's a counter if you run and physically attack me, but if you're trying to grapple me while I'm down on the ground. That's not a counter. I have to either hit X or A, and I have to hit whichever one you hit in order for it to work. Bitch. Told y'all to touch that part of the controls. What we wanted you to do was fix the career mode, which you did perfectly. I am perfectly okay with this career mode, and you want to know why? Because most of us loved Here Comes the Pain. Guess what, bitch? This is an updated version of Here Comes the Pain. It works. Because that career mode really didn't end either. It just kind of cycled around. There was no actual ending to it. There never was. So I'm And I'm okay with that. Like, There's plenty of shit in here, so I've had plenty of shit to do. The only other thing that I kind of get annoyed with is you reach a point where you don't have a choice but to turn heel in order to do story shit. Like, if I want to beef with Matt fucking Riddle as a baby face, I should be able to do so. It's not that hard. He kind of has a kickable face. Mm -hmm. Instead, you know, I'm playing through, and as, as my male superstar, I have bounced from NXT to Raw, back to NXT, to SmackDown. Mainly because I really didn't want to go to SmackDown. I don't like the Universal belt. I wanted the WWE belt, and that's all I wanted, but I ran out of shit to do on Raw. So I went back down to NXT because that was the first offer to come through, and then once I won that belt again, then I went up and went to SmackDown, and now I'm trying to make my way to that, but apparently the only way you're going to win the fucking Universal belt is to win Money in the Bank, and they can suck my dick for that. Yeah, that's how you win. That's how you win the raw. Yeah, and that's how you win the raw women's title. 
is to go through the money in the bank. Yeah, to go through the money in the bank match. Spoiler alert. Well, my female character is still on SmackDown, so. But those and those are nitpicky things. I want to point that out. That's that's us nitpicking over story things. This is like annoying. Doesn't take me out of the game. It doesn't make me less likely to play it. Eventually, yes, I will go deal with the fucking money in the bank bullshit just so I can win this stupid ass blue belt. <laughs> my other thing, actually, with the my rise that I really didn't like. Why did y'all only include the singles titles? I like tag team wrestling. Right. And y'all will put me in storylines that are tag team oriented, but you don't have tag titles for us to go for. I can't right. form an actual tag team. Did y'all ever stop and think that? I mean, I'm just saying, like, and, and for the women too. Like, why can't we go for the tag belts? I like tag team wrestling. There are certain people because the character that I created first for my rise is literally myself. You know, in shape. But yeah. it's branded. Like that that it's just me. Same haircut, similar enough skin tone, because you know it's a little iffy with skin tone. So it might be a little bit dark, it might be a little bit lighter. I don't give a fuck. But hmm. and the moveset is basically what I could realistically see myself using if I were wrestling now, you know. And active enough to do so, right? So, you know, I didn't choose to create one of my guy characters to do my rise. I feel that they have to stick to universe because they already are established characters. Right. This is just my head cannon. But, you know, so I've had fun, you know, with creating this version of myself. It's just that there's certain things there that I probably wouldn't have done. Like, you know, when I turned heel and few Ray Mysterio, that went a little far. Yeah, that. I, I have not got that far yet. I just started as a male. I just started the male, the men's uh, story. So I'm still in the uh, PC. Uh, I mean, but don't get me wrong. I've had a lot of fun playing this to the point that I have three characters right now. Two men and one girl. Um, I've, done the, I've done the women's run. And I've gone back and forth as a heel and a baby face. I want to try to do the I want to try to do the men's run as all babyface, and then go and then create another character and do it as a heel. Well, for the one that's myself, I figured being as diversely opinionated as I am, there would be points that I would realistically be able to turn heel. I know that you know from Gaia, I've never been able to play heel because when yeah. I would try to get to a point where I could play heel, people did dumb shit. But that doesn't erase the fact that I would actually make a very, very fucking good heel. So I don't mind so much kind of flip-flopping a little bit. Although there's some things in there, the, my other criticism for this, that will turn you heel that don't make sense. There is a side mission that you can do where one of the fans is like, I really love the sound of a kendo stick cracking across somebody's back. And if you're a babyface and you take this up and it's a no DQ match and you wail on this motherfucker with this kendo stick, it inexplicably turns you heel. And I'm like, <laughs> but why did that make me heel? It's a no DQ match and I'm doing what a fan asked me to do. That's the textbook fucking definition of babyface to me. Right. Okay. A little weird, but 
And, you know, other little kind of nitpicky things. I hate how you can be the intercontinental U.S. or North American champion and then they just move you up to the world title. And if you mm. have, once you win it, you win both and you have both, but you only defend the world title. Wow. And when you switch brands, they just vacate the belts and it defaults back to whoever the fuck you want it from. Right. So I've, I've done all the big storylines, I think, on NXT and Raw as a male. I'm working my way through with the female character because I pushed her straight to SmackDown to do something a little different instead of, you know, starting NXT. But eventually I'll switch her back down. Yeah, I started I started on NXT, went to SmackDown, and then went to Raw. I'm probably going to go back to NXT and see what's the and try to do it as a heel. I feel like eventually, you know, once I've made my way through SmackDown and I've won the men's world title, I'm just going to go back to NXT. For this reason only, I prefer their belts. Yeah. It's going to be real. It's going to be real. I, I prefer their belts. Like, those would be the belts that I legitimately want. You know, for my female character, I don't really know how I'm going to run with her. She's babyface right now. Um... I like, yeah, I kind of just switched up how I would do her attire. So again, I didn't choose to make my predominantly known Gaia female character. I did not make Janelle for this. Already in my head, legendary. So no, I don't put her in my rise. So I just made a whole new character and it made it totally different to what I would have made Janelle. And I'm like, hmm, having fun with this. This is interesting. And, you know, with rumors of guilds on Gaia returning, a guild on Gaia returning, these are characters that I might legitimately bring back for this supposed revival. Yeah. So I'm having fun experimenting. I've been experimenting with entrances and movesets. Uh, I've changed my personal character's finisher like way too many times because I could not settle on what I wanted. <laughs> so <laughs> he has used everything from leaping reverse STOs, the twist of fates, uh, Right now, he's using the double underhook lifting face buster that was basically awesome Kong's move, but I really like it, so I'm using it. And no one Can't else is using it. Yeah, but you, <laughs> they actually call it double underhook lifting face buster in the game now. Oh, wow. And it has a pin attached to it. And it doesn't go up quite as high as Kong got hers. Like, and doesn't hold it up as long, so it works because it's something different, and that's what I've settled on now because I really, like I said, I like it. It's different. Nobody else is using it. But I've went through everything else. And then for a diving move, because mine was a high flyer, so I've used a moonsault, I've used a swanton, I've used a splash. Right now, I'm actually using the diving five-knuckle shuffle because I like the way it pins better. Mm -hmm. I've changed my attire way too much. Way too much. Like... Me too. At first, it was kind of simple. Then I went all the way back. I went straight Hardy Boys with it. Um, specifically, Jeff. Um, then I switched it went a little bit more Finn Balor and now I've switched and gone into more regular tights with different boots Um, and then like I started off with Jeff Hardy's entrance because it was the only music I really liked that wasn't Shawn Michaels yeah I've changed that walk a lot so like it's given me a lot to do with and I kind of started changing him a little bit when his alignment started changing so yeah, when he turns I changed his, his walk. Um, 
but that also makes it fun like <clears throat> being able to mm -hmm. kind of like alternate i guess a little bit and, and be like all right well as a baby face i had you doing jeff hardy well you're heel now so that doesn't really fit jeff hardy as a heel doesn't work also, like, the only reason I actually chose Jeff Hardy's music was because the other piss off in this game. Why is my girl not in this bitch, Patricia's? Yeah. That's some that's annoying. And when I created myself in the last game and was running through universe mode and leaving myself on NXT because the only brand I gave a shit about, I used Lita's entrance. I used her entrance music and then I kind of I was using her walk for a while too, but it was like, eh, I switched it up a little bit at some point. But that was my intent when I started this file was I'm using Lita's music and I'm going to find a different entrance wall to go with it or maybe use hers if they update it and go with it. And you bitches ruined it for me and I hate you. <laughs> and I tried, you know, just using Trish's music because I love Trish's music too because I love Lil' Kim. But that really mm -hmm. didn't work for me. I mean, don't get me wrong, I'm queer, so I'm like, technically this could work for me, but no. Right. Now, as far as another negative, I hate the mm. GM mode. Yeah, I hate I hate that one. Right, because it's only limited to the men's and the women's titles. Yeah, the singles titles. So, again, y'all yeah. cut the tag titles out of everything, but I, bitch, if I'm going to book, speaking as someone that does a lot of fantasy booking and has, you know, had done it for over 20 years, mm -hmm. I want to be able to book all divisions. Men's, both men's single titles, because they only give you the top men's title and the women's title. Mm -hmm. Like, no, give me my mid-card belts. Give me my tag belts. Let me stack my fucking roster. Because I'm like, if you let me book to my potential. And then the other thing that pissed me off about it. Mm -hmm. I booked on my very first show. John, and I took the NXT brand because, again, I like their belts. I booked what? John Cena versus Braun Strowman hmm. in my main event. for the The title wasn't on the line. But I'm trying to get something started. But right. because of their styles, my main event, quote unquote, didn't draw as well as Sonya Deville over in NXT UK. Yeah. And I forget who her main event was, but it had nowhere near that level of star power. <laughs> Bitch, don't come for me and my booking skills. Bitch, I know how to book a card. I know what's going to draw me the money. That's why I booked them at the top. I booked a nice little tag match and on the underneath it was Bobby Lashley and uh MVP versus Mustache Mountain. Right. Was it meant to draw money? No, not yet. I was I, I can work to that. It was meant to start something there in tag team division which I didn't realize I didn't have. Hmm. The women's match I booked Rhea Ripley versus Bianca Belair. Bitch, don't tell me this ain't gonna draw some motherfucking money and some motherfucking ratings. I know what I was doing. But it didn't. Of course it's gonna, it's gonna draw. Ugh. So the GM mode, I know everybody wanted that back. I'm gonna be real with y'all. I didn't like the original GM mode. I'm gonna be real with y'all. The original GM mode, I cheated to beat it. 
I plugged in the fucking controller on the second side and books what the fuck I wanted to book. Yeah, that's how I won. Yeah, that's I how I finally finished that. Yeah, and plus there was something you could unlock too. I think it was well, a million dollar title. Yeah, and I wanted it. So, and I'm pretty sure there's some shit to unlock in the GMO here because there's certain shit that you had to play. Okay, let's talk about that too. The showcase mode. For the record, the yeah. showcase mode is fucking spectacular. Best showcase oh, yeah. mode y'all have ever done, honestly. The way that instead of having today's announcers re-record commentary on matches that they weren't necessarily, a, that they, they weren't a, at all a part of, Right. It worked the way that when they would, you know, okay, we gotta get to a spot where we're gonna do a cutscene, but instead of just doing a cutscene with these animated characters, it put in the real match. That was fucking stellar. And Raven Stereo was comment. Was comment. Yeah. And like that and in more kudos to that one. The first three matches choked me up because they two of them were against Eddie, and the third one was the tribute show. On Raw with Ray and Shawn Michaels. Mm-hmm. And being that I've been a fan for so long and I love me some Eddie Guerrero. Oh, yeah. And, and I remember very distinctly in 2005 when he passed. Man, I me remember too. watching that show live. So that was a trip down memory lane, remembering, you know, what we all went through when all of a sudden we woke up on Monday morning and Eddie Guerrero was dead. Right. And we all talked about it at school. And then went home and I watched that damn tribute show live. And I when Ray and them was on that fucking stage crying, my ass is at home crying. So when I'm reliving Benoit. this shit, you know, and you know, of course they carefully didn't show Benoit in this. But watching this again and you know, listening to Ray talk about that match and what led up to it and Sean approaching him and, you know, wanting to do the match like that kind of choked me up again. So I appreciate, I actually liked playing through the majority of the showcase mode, but what I don't fucking appreciate is having to play through this mode to unlock the shit that would be unlocked in the mode if I didn't buy the fucking accelerator. And isn't that the fucking point of the accelerator to unlock shit so we don't have to play it? Why are we still playing it despite buying? Why are we still playing to unlock it despite buying the fucking accelerator? That's fucking stupid. And it feels yeah, like because it, all of and that it makes shit me feel like I've been ripped off. Exactly. Because all like in order to get Kane's 2009 appearance, which to be fair, I only wanted because I was hoping and praying that that was the slow chemical entrance, but it fucking wasn't. That art. And I and I realized I, I and when I was going for it, I was like, I don't remember when Kane stopped using that one, but I was really hoping for it because I really wanted to make one of my new characters was going to use fucking slow chemical. Fuck the attire. I want the entrance music, bitch. Right. Whatever. I just don't appreciate having to play through modes to unlock shit after I've already bought, you know, the deluxe version to get the accelerator, use the accelerator. Thought everything was unlocked, but I'm still having to go through the showcase mode to unlock certain characters, their alternate tires, their belts, whatever the fuck. Like, bruh, why? And I'm unlocking shit as I go through the, you know, my rise mode too. Like, so I'm yeah. assuming there's something that we're going to have to finish the damn GM mode to unlock, but I don't appreciate that. 
because uh, I'm, if, if, there, if there's something unlockable in GM mode, I'm going to be real with you. I'm going to cheat again. I cheated to beat it. Ain't nothing you can unlock from there. Oh, well, fuck it. I ain't finishing it then. And I haven't even <laughs> touched my faction. Have you looked at it at all? Fuck no. That's an online. That can be either online or offline, but no, I haven't. Apparently, you're playing, you, you're getting cards or some bullshit like that. So that looks like something I'm not going to fuck with. Yeah, see, that's one of those things, 2K, that y'all tacked on that we didn't ask for, so y'all could have kept that shit. Now, that's that, that's that stupid ass shit. Y'all could have said, that's that shit they bringing in from, from those damn basketball games. Well, it sucks. And if y'all lose the contract, I won't be a, a, a upset at this point. However, I will say, for me personally, my rise is the main reason that I'm playing this game. For that alone, it is so much better. So fucking much better than that dorky, stupid, retarded shit y'all put in 2K20. Because let me be clear with y'all. I don't play, when I role play as a wrestler, I'm not going to be some dorky little fanboy. I'm trying to be a wrestler. So Trey and Red in the last game made no sense to me. Because y'all gave us no options to really shape their personality. No. I would and... not have been, as a wrestler, focused on winning dance competitions. I don't give a shit about dancing. Bitch, I'm out here to make some money and win some belts. The fuck? When we're going to go train at the fucking heart, at the Hart Family Dungeon. Yeah, well, too bad the dungeon. Still been dead since what, two thousand and two? Yeah. So the fucking hard family dungeon don't fucking mean shit because the master of the fucking dungeon is gone, dumbass. Long gone, long gone, and then they brought back the divas title, who, which no one anywhere was asking for. Fuck the goddamn belt. That whole, oh, and, they have a bucket list and one of her goals was to be Diva's champion. No, bitch, your goal should have just been to be champion and whichever fucking belt was in there is she should have been. Then when you finally, as the guy, you win the universal title, but you run away from Samoa Joe. Bitch, we finna scrap. Now, you might whoop my yeah. ass. Joe is one of those that I believe can whoop my ass. Mm-hmm. But there's no way that I would have been running around hiding from him. Bitch, I just won the fucking universal title, even though the belt's bullshit. If I just mm. won a world title, I'm the champ. I'm going to be on this bitch defending it. I'm displaying it everywhere. I'm carrying it everywhere. You know, the shit that y'all don't do nowadays. I'm, I, right. It's on me, bitch. So all um, of that shit no. in last year's career mode was so stupid. So mind-numbingly fucking stupid. And then they and get to be- go into the Hall of Fame... And Trey only ever won that one title that didn't mean shit because he normally just got his ass kicked. Mm-hmm. And so this red. year, uh, yeah, and then uh-huh. that her her thing, her name was Red because she sees red, and the blending of kayfabe and all that shit. Like one moment they're speaking out of kayfabe, one minute they're in kayfabe, and all the right around it was fucking dumb. Mm-hmm. And don't get me started on the DLC. Nobody asked for none of this retarded shit. None of yeah. it. 
You know, things that I'm not going to do in addition to that, that they had Trey do. Call out The Undertaker. I think the fuck not. No. I think the fuck not. Yeah, and you had to face The Undertaker in hell. Yeah, that was stupid. All of that shit was so unrealistic. So I'm glad that y'all figured out that going more of the line of what Here Comes the Pain was and advancing that was the better way to go. I will continue to play this game and I'll probably mainly be in my rise and then eventually I will go ahead and you know do universe when I've created all of my original created characters. So I've only created one. I've only created Draco at this point, which some of y'all listen to be like, well, isn't that you? Yes. But that version of me is a character that I created for my online role plays that has a bit of a legendary status already, so he can't do my rise. Right. He also looks slightly different, you know, whereas I don't have hair as Brandon, Draco has fucking hair, all right? he Draco is my ideal, my high ideal. My, I want to steal the show, I want to be like Shawn Michaels' ideal. The Brandon that's in my rise is me, nigga. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> the shit that I would somewhat realistically do now. You know, Draco was created when I was more athletic and aspiring to be a wrestler, a wrestler and could have done some of that flippy shit. Brandon, while he can do flippy shit in this game because he's a high flyer, um, there's a limit to it. Like, and a lot of his shit is just punching people in the face. Yeah. Or kicking them in the face. Like, because that's the type of shit that I would realistically do now. I'm just like, you know what? I'm not going to do all this flippy shit. I'm just going to punch you. Mm-hmm. So, but... You know, when I delve more into the universe, that'll be where I create. So Draco's already done. Jarrell will get created. Janelle will get created. Um, even though they're not my characters, Jarrell, Andre, Zarya, since they're family, I always tend to create them together and let them run rough shots. So Marcus. the younger generation of Demones will, yeah, Marcus too, they'll end up down in NXT. Um, depending on how I feel, Jarrell and Zarell will probably be on split rosters. You know, last time around, Draco was normally more world title material because it was his time. So Jarrell and Zarell were more tag titles, but I could flip that at any point in time. Mm-hmm. And that'll be how I make my way through that one. But those are the two modes that I'm sticking with. Fuck the GM mode. Mm-hmm. Fuck this my faction shit because it just doesn't sound interesting. And I'm already huh. done with the showcase mode, so unless I just feel like fucking crying my eyes out, I ain't playing it no more. <laughs> no, nah, ain't no need for me to go back and play that. Also, speaking of people that's missing and upcoming people, why in the fuck are Machine Gun Kelly and Logan Paul in this game? That's fucking stupid. I mean, if you want a celebrity that should be in this game, where the fuck is Bad Bunny? Bad Bunny's a Did better worker than half. Huh? Did they release them yet? No, not sure. Okay, I just wanted to make sure I hadn't missed it. Um, yeah. I agree with you so, on that one, though. Yeah, Bad like, Bunny's a better why? worker than half of WWE's roster, you fucking failures. And better than 75% of AEW's roster. Anyway, oh. um... Yeah, I'm sorry, I had to get that shot in there, but, but I agree. And they got Bad Bunny's music in here. 
Yeah, one of Bad Bunny's. Yeah, one of Bad Bunny's songs, Booker T. Apparently, Machine Gun Kelly did a lot of work on the soundtrack. I don't know that any of the songs were actually his because I don't know what the fuck he sounds like. I'm sorry, after Eminem bodied his ass um, and he stopped being a rapper and I guess went whatever he calls rock or whatever now, I don't know what the hell he sounds like. I've never listened to Machine Gun Kelly, so I wouldn't know. I have. <laughs> I listened to him make his weak-ass diss at Eminem, and then I listened oh, to Eminem's... Yeah, and then I listened to Eminem's several responses to that, just bodying him, so... But why is he in this game? And Logan Paul, why? Why? I understand he's working WrestleMania this year, which is also a fucking travesty. Travesty. Why could we not get Bad Bunny back? That would have. That would have been I mean, one. If, he, if he had to I, have a celebrity, yeah. Yeah, Bad Bunny should appear. I think Bad Bunny should appear every year. He's a fan. He's a fan, and he actually trains. And he's actually not as small as we initially thought he was, because standing him next to Brock, he's almost Brock's height. Oh, shit. Did you not pay attention to that at the Rumble? When he not was in real? there with Brock, he's only, I think, just eyeballing it, at best, he's like three inches shorter than Brock. Yeah, Brock's like 6'4". Bad Bunny looks like he should be a lot smaller than he is. But in reality, motherfucker is actually quite a bit bigger than I thought he was. I'm like, so he's close to six foot, if not right at six foot. Goddamn. Because he did he did not look minuscule next to Brock. Like he looked slimmer than Brock, obviously, but he didn't look mm. like a midget. Nah. And he did say, he saw that German suplex right before he I got mean, eliminated. He clearly put in the work to learn how to do what he was doing in there. This is better than Ronda Rousey. Just saying. True. And He's then, a damn so my thing, my my question becomes too. You know, it, there has to be. There's more DLC than just that. Them jackasses. Yeah, there is. And according to somebody on your friend list, you know, Lito will be in that DLC. But I'm like, what all is coming in DLC? I need to know. I need 2K to give me some answers. What more are y'all adding to this game with DLC? Yeah. Is it just more characters? Is there more showcase shit? Because y'all have the capability to do that. I know you do. You've done it in previous games. Um, looking at looking at that. Yeah. Uh, so is there more showcases? I know Rikishi's gonna be on one. Your favorite giant, Omas. I'm gonna kick his ass. I, as a I fan, can't. I'm going to uh, kick his teeth down his throat for the disrespect that his existence is to my wrestling. Okay. I actually watched. That Omos Commander Aziz match, and it was a train wreck. That match was a train wreck. Of course it is. Both of them are green as fuck. So, mm -hmm. you know, a but, lot of these but DLC Omos characters that y'all are... Of course not. So a lot of these DLC characters that y'all are adding, I just need 2K to know, they are only there for me to kick their teeth down their throat. <laughs> Okay, they're punching bags. They're never going to win a match in my universe mode. 
Any match that they have, I will personally ensure that they lose. They are jobbers. Okay? They, the machine Gun Kelly, that's a jobber. Okay? Omos is a giant fucking jobber. <laughs> I forget who I forget who else is going to be in the game. I mean... Now, if they're a legitimate uh-huh. legend, you know, a legitimate wrestler with some fucking ability, then they don't have to be jobbed the fuck out. Yeah, it's... Yeah, but that's all I remember. That's all. That's what I can remember off the top of my head. Who's coming as far as DLC? But I think the first DLC pack comes out next month. Well, I'm just gonna say this. I only heard one source tell me that Lita was going to be DLC. So in case that's not true, 2K fix that shit. Okay, y'all got her moves. Y'all got her entrance walk. Bitch, I need her and her music. All right? And I need it ASAP. Please. Like, why is Lita not in this game? Like, Don't get what me the wrong. Fuck? Again, I will maintain. I like Trish, too. But number one of all time for me is Lita. I need my girl in this game. Now, I need her music. I need it in my life. I need to hear it every time I walk to the fucking ring. Okay. This is what I need for me. Now, the Draco character has a different music. He has Shawn Michaels music. He's okay. But Brandon is not. Okay. Bitch, give him music. Especially when you put Trish in the game. What the fuck? I'm going to keep harping on that. Pull up every DLC character that's coming. <sighs> and so we can see, because I know Yokozuna's going to be in it, Rikishi. Come on, come on, you son of a bitch. Okay. Uh, the first, the Bonsai pack is April 26th, and it's going to have Yokozuna, Umaga, Rikishi, Omos. Casey Catanzaro with the pack themed after Yokozuna. Okay, well, the last two don't fit in that pack, but okay. Yeah. Most Wanted pack, May 17th. Cactus Jack, The Boogeyman, Vader, Ilya Dragunov, the NXT UK champion, currently. Uh, Let's see. Oh, and Indy Hartwell. June 7th, The Hurricane, Stacy Keebler, A-Kid, MSK. And June 28th, we'll have Doink the Clown, Ronda Rousey, British Bulldog, Mr. T, Dewdrop, Rick Boogs. And then July 19th, the whole damn pack, Rob Van Dam, Logan Paul, Machine Gun Kelly, L.A. Knight, Zia Lee, Commander Aziz, and Saray. And that's the last DLC pack. Oh, fuck you, 2K. Yeah. Not now one of these packs have Lita, but this bitch Trish still in my game? 
Yeah. And then you give me bitches that don't nobody care about? Yeah. Yeah. You can put fucking Machine Gun Kelly in this game, but you can't add Molly Holly back in this bitch? Or Ivory? Or Jackie? Or Paige? Or Bad, or Bad Bunny? You got Machine Gun Kelly and Logan Paul, but no Bad Bunny. What the fuck? And y'all got the ability to put fucking Lita in it. The disrespect uh, that is okay. See now, I feel guilty. Yeah. Now I feel gypped. Now I feel like I got screwed. Soldier, soldier, man, I can't believe I felt like I said. I, I can't believe I fell for this shit again. Yeah, Look, I feel like the I only got... plus side is I will still play the shit out of my rise. Maybe universe is, is oh. Speaking of which, is there anything different about the actual playing of universe mode? Did they add any additional cutscenes for the feuds or how the feuds work? Maybe. Man, I I can't even get started in universe mode without crashing. But there is a superstar mode where you can pick one wrestler and go through it and go through universe mode. Oh well, fuck! I might actually do that. Yep. So there's a classic give, mode. There's a classic mode. I don't give, is, I a, don't give a French fry titty fuck about all the uh, customization of arenas and all that shit. Fuck all that. I can do without that. But I might that's actually go nip. start that. Yeah, that's my that's my little nitpick because I created all because I created all these little graphics to upload, download, or hell, I might just put I might just put them all in a fucking file in a Dropbox and let y'all download them. And upload them if you want to. Well, I'm gonna tackle. I think the universe mode, the the superstar one, and and wait, does it have to be an already made wrestler, or can it be one of our created characters? Because if it's got to be one of their wrestlers, I don't give a shit. No, you can be anybody, including a created wrestler, man. Okay, until well, Il- yeah, I'm a rocket. Yeah, and until Ilya Dragon, until Ilya Dragonoff comes. And I can get them. That's what that's what I'm running with for right now. Oh, I would still just just do my own creative characters anyway. But that gives me some options because now it's like, well, bitch, which one of my characters do I want to take through this roller coaster ride first? Which one of the demons is going to run through the superstar mode and universe mode first? Yep. Will it be Draco? Will it be Jarrell? Will it be Zareel? Will it be Marcus? Will it be Andre? Will it be Zarya? Will it be Janelle? Who the fuck knows? This should be fun. This should be fun. Oh, I'm going to have fun with that. I'm going to have fun with that. Because see, that, that's one thing that I kind of struggled with with Universe Mode in the past is like sometimes, yes, I want all my characters in one thing and on different shows. But some days, I only feel like working with one specific character, but I don't want the other ones to start losing off the RNG. So being able to run through and just devote a file to one of my characters who I feel like playing the most at the moment, I can work with that. Mm-hmm. All right, then. Personally speaking, I think to wrap this up a little bit nicer, I personally, I only feel gypped that Lita is not in my game 
but beyond that, as far as playability or whatever, I'm not disappointed that I bought this game at all. Because I've had way too much fun in my rise alone. And I've enjoyed, you know, all the different shit that I can do with characters and different entrances that I can make. I do somewhat miss the being able to do the advanced entrance thing. But even in the last game, I only did it on one character because they fucked up the Undertaker's entrance on your creative yeah. characters. Mm-hmm. So because the lights will come back on the moment he started walking up the stairs instead of when he raised his hands and that pissed me off. So I did the advanced one to fix that in the last game, but I never used it for anybody else. So that's not as big of a thing, but I do see how it's kind of annoying that it's not there. Like, also in the last game, like I liked part of Sting's entrance, but I didn't like all of it. Right. Like I liked the Sting '99 walk, you know, or part, you know, at first. But I or was '99 or '97, whatever the fuck, the Crow one. I like yeah '99 that lighting. But I did not like his walk because it only makes sense for Sting. <clears throat> but I had other characters that I wanted to do kind of Sting-esque without the bat. So I did an advanced entrance with that where I used the lighting from Sting 99, but the entrance walk from modern Sting, and it worked better for me. Yeah course nothing from sting except a couple of his finishing moves are actually in this goddamn game but that's his fault asshole mm-hmm. i think his entrances are still in there they just under different names um the sting 99 one is but not the sting when he came to wwe one yeah the 80s Which I actually... yeah yeah the, the 80s one yeah, so Surfer Sting and the 99 Sting and maybe the Wolfpack Sting is still in there? I think. I don't really know. I, I wasn't looking for it. Hotel. I don't know. I wasn't really I looking for it because um, I didn't... Um, I like the Wolfpack theme, but it never fit any of my characters. I'm not a wolf, so... Yeah, yeah I like the Wolfpack thing. But if that theme ain't in there, that walk don't make no goddamn sense, so fuck it. No. I will say, though, I did not buy the NWO version. And I, I find it funny. Here's the thing, though. The NWO versions of Kevin Nash and Scott Hall are still in the game, but they don't have the NWO music. Yeah, they got that little outsider theme. No. Was that even... Is that what that is? I think so, yeah. Because that just sounded like generic bullshit to me. It was like, what the fuck is this? Exactly. Like, so what? What y'all want me to buy the NWO version? Because I'm not. Y'all wanted me to pay twenty more dollars for. Don't get me wrong. I love Scott Hall. I like Kevin Nash. Hogan can fucking piss up a rope and die in a fire. <laughs> I ain't paying twenty bucks for them. And it's tempting. Just as beating up Eric Bischoff sounds. That's not enough. It's really not. Because I don't I don't really have that much animosity towards Eric Bischoff, to be honest. I do like it. Wait, does that mean that his WWE music would actually be in the game? Because I actually liked his music. Yeah, I like that thing. I did like that thing. Um, 
Don't know. But I know Hollywood Hogan is in there, and Hogan can go piss up a rope. I mean, we already got the main version of Hogan, so if I want to kick him in the face, I can already do so. Yeah. And believe me, at some point, because there is a storyline in my rise where you, get, if you're heel in NXT, you get to face Hogan. Ooh. But you got to be heel. You got to be heel. Oh, fuck. <laughs> oh, no, it was worth it. It was absolutely worth it. <laughs> I'll even tell you, if you turn heel down to NXT and there comes a tweet with Kushida, that's the fucking... Or either Kushida or you, there's one for Hogan actually tweeting. Somehow Kushida gets involved in it because it becomes... He's like, oh, Hogan was my childhood hero and I'm just going to let you beat him up like that because you do get to jump him. You get to jump him. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, no, 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 no. This is worth the fucking heel turn. This is worth the heel turn. I got to beat up Hulk Hogan like three times. Like nice. once you beat him up in the cutscene, then you have a match with Kushida because you injured him in the cut Hogan in the cutscene. So then you have a match with Kushida. Hogan comes out and I kick him in the fucking face because you interfered in my match, bitch. Then <laughs> there's a tag match where you tag team with fuck somebody, somebody that's a heel against Kushida and Hogan, and you get to win. Totally worth it. So. If you just feel like that you're having a day and what would brighten your day would be to kick Hogan's teeth down his fucking throat. Oh, I'd love nothing more. Turn heel in my rise on the NXT roster only. Because he does a whole thing. It, it, Hogan starts it off because he does this thing where he's like, he wants to do one more uh, tour of Japan one last, you know, run the shows or whatever fuck in Japan, and you get to crash mm. the party. <laughs> that sounds like fun. And I'm, with, I'm with the shits. I'm I'm totally with it. I'll redo the fucking storyline. I'm that much with the shits. But that's just me. I might be being childish. I definitely don't give a fuck, though. Now. All right. So, I think we've Going on quite a bit here. Oh no, I actually, you know, if we're giving it a rating, like, what are we doing? Out of five, out of ten, what? Do it out of five. Okay, so out of five, I'd honestly give this about a three and a half. I've had that much fun with it. I've devoted quite a bit of time, and I had to make a choice when I bought this game because time's been hard. So yeah. I, I had one time to treat myself and I had to choose do I feel like bashing a motherfucker in the face with a steel chair repeatedly in mm -hmm. my therefore buying wrestling or do I want to play arguably the greatest fucking Pokemon game that they've made thus far in RCS Legends and I chose to go with wrestling because I need to get some fucking aggression out of my system <laughs> now I got to wait until sometime next month to buy my Pokemon game but I don't feel bad about my choice because I have had fun. I've had, I've had fun. Another little criticism is is the one thing I already knew is by the time this game came out, a bunch of motherfuckers no longer with the company was going to be in it. Which I thought it was pretty fun. 
It, that doesn't mm-hmm. bother me. And it, it doesn't bother me because, A, some of them I semi-liked. B, they still yeah. get royalties off this. Oh, yeah. So if we want to be technical about it, all of those people should be happy because that's at least some piece of a check that you're getting for your likeness being included in this damn game when they could have been petty as fuck and taking you out. Right. I can still do it. Well, I think it's a bit late at this point, but... Yeah. Well, remember when Hogan... Remember those comments Hogan made? Uh, and he had... He was DLC in 2K15. They took him out. If you didn't already have him. Yeah. Yeah, they made... Yeah, they stopped I mean, selling it, Hogan. I mean, that's fair. But most of these characters... He he was already DLC in that game though, and they just took the DLC out. The difference is with all of these people that gotten released, none of them are DLC. Mm-hmm. They are actually in the core roster of the game. They can't take them out. Mm. I'd be shocked. Either way, I mean I'm okay with that particular bit, like because it, it just it fills out the roster, and some of them have moves that I like. Some of them have entrances that I like and I might use. Somebody decide. Let's see. Uh, there was a nitpick uh, when I was reading a review that some of the appearances were outdated like Sami Zayn because Sami Zayn look a lot scruffier than he do. He look a lot scruffier now than he do in the game. Okay, but he's better looking in the game than he is in real life right now. Right now, he looks like a fucking hobo. (laughs) Particularly an unwashed hobo. Oh, my God. So, I'm highly amused. They had the Nick... They had Nikki A.S.H.'s Nikki Cross entrance... And I heard her music, but you couldn't pick it, which was another little, which was a glitch, which is a glitch, I guess. I don't know, but it's really fucking, but it really fucking annoyed me because once I picked the Nikki Cross entrance for Nikki A.S.H. because I created it, I created her Nikki Cross attire. Couldn't find the fucking music. I haven't been back since the, they added this patch. And right now she's my NXT UK Women's Champion. Um, I hadn't looked that far into it, but I mean, that could also be one of those things where it's locked behind something. Because like, yeah. when I started, I got real upset when not only could I not find Leah's entrance, but I couldn't find Shawn Michaels' entrance. It had one of his walks, but not his music. And I was super pissed. And then I finally figured out I have to go beat his match in the showcase mode to yep. unlock his music and his main entrance walk. Mm-hmm. But here's the other thing that does uh, also another nitpick now that I think about it. They have Sean's DX entrance, but not the Degeneration X music anymore. Yeah, I know this. I've been all through this bitch. 
I don't think that there's any, I don't know if there's anything else left for me to actually unlock, but I have not found the DX music is gone. And I'm like, why? Yeah, let this damn entrance walk in there. Mm-hmm. Also, one other nitpick, could y'all please add Triple H's King of Kings theme in there? Yeah. Not because I want him to use it, but I got a character that I want to use that bitch. Damn it. Mm -hmm. I like the King of Kings theme. And even though, yeah, that's him, but really the symbolic, you know, the the his main music is more him. Like, so if I'm if I want, yeah, if I'm thinking Triple H, I'm gonna think the original, the game motorhead theme. The King of Kings theme, while yeah, that, that's like him as the authority figure, but I want it. I fucking want it. And I'm a little pissed off that y'all keep not putting it back in the games. Somebody should get on that. Give me that. Give me that back. Also, yeah. can I get Stephanie McMahon's uh, theme before this one back in there too? The I'm on Growing Up by Jackie O. Yeah. I need that back. I love the theme. Yeah, me too. I think that's all of my nitpicks that I can think of right now, though. You got any more? Mm, no, I'm, no, I'm straight. All right. So, and we've covered everything. I don't have any more wrestling in particular to rant about right now. So I no. guess we should go ahead and wrap this up and take her home. Yeah, go ahead and close this out. Oh, you fucker. All right, fine. Well, I so, up the last one whatever anyway all right so time for the ending spiel so if you want to catch more of me you can always catch me on my website dracosden.com facebook instagram and twitter all at dracosden and my podcast is on anchor and every other platform spelled dracosden same as you see on my name here Feel free to leave me voice messages on the Anchor version of the podcast or donate so that you know we can pay some bills around this piece. Likewise, if you want more of Dear Brother Jeremy here, then you can catch him on, uh, let's see, Facebook and Instagram is at J. Aaron Tarias. His podcast yep. is above, if you're listening to us on stereo right now, Beyond Good Enough on Anchor, so anchor.fm slash beyondgoodenough. Also, you know, leave him voice messages, donate to him too. We both got bills to pay. Mm -hmm. Furthermore, um, a few other closing bits. Don't don't be assholes to the Russians, the Ukrainians, the Chinese, whoever the fuck that we think we're pissed at this week. They are not responsible for the actions of their leader any more than we are responsible for Orange Face Dickwad while he was in office. Furthermore, we are still technically in a pandemic, so let's try being hygienic. Wash your hands. Use your hand sanitizer. Continue to wear your mask, maybe. And make your choices on, you know, the vaccine and all that shit. Do whatever's best for you and your family. But otherwise, stay safe. And make good that choices. takes us... Make good choices. That takes us to the end here. So we're going to sign off. And we'll catch y'all on the next show. We out of here. Peace. Peace.
you have a writing project and you want to make sure that your final product is on point, well, look no further. My name is Jeremy, and I've been providing editing services since 2013. Books, blog posts, essays, I got you. I'm all about proofreading. I'm all about editing. If you want somebody that's going to be as interested and invested in your work as you are, I'm your guy. Book me on Fiverr.com slash Jeremy A. Trice to get started. That's Fiverr. F-I-V-E-R-R dot com.